I'm Tyler. Ooh, that's gotta hurt. Dennering. <laughs> I'm Connery. Turmoil has engulfed the Galactic Republic. The taxation of the trade routes to outlining star systems in dispute. Hanson. <laughs> and I'm Alyssa. Yippee! Why? Yeah. <laughs> Yippee! You know, Connery, that wasn't the one I, I thought you were going to do. Which one was it? And then I thought even maybe Alyssa would do it. Oh, what? But I thought someone was just going to be like, I'm Tyler. I was going to. I want you to look at my thing. I was going to do that, and I practiced it, and I couldn't do it. Turn was like, that didn't sound like it, so I was like, I can't do it. Let's all do our best version of that right now. We'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Fine, okay. That's that's what will keep people around. <laughs> the best horrific yeah. mouth sound. It's like, oh, I don't want to listen to any cri- like any like actual like <laughs> content of what episode one's yeah, about. Yeah, like exploring the themes of this film. No, no, I, no. I just want to hear that at the end. That's yeah. what I'm here for. That's, okay, I know what the listeners want. It's that's how we'll keep everyone. Around. It's, it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the franchise, a podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Uh, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent, but we'll try to <laughs> prove that wrong. <laughs> we'll try to change everyone's minds today. But uh, pa- based on the last thing I just said, probably not. <laughs> no, because we wanted to literally just make sounds. Let's just do that for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm so tempted to do it, but I got to wait till the end. <laughs> I was about to like impersonate Boss Nass, but I feel uncomfortable even doing that. <laughs> Why? Like, He's just a personally, frog creature. Just personally, just because so many of the accents are so uh, not great in this Oh well, yeah. no, of course not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, we're we're joined today by special effects makeup artist and published cosplayer. Oh. Yes, that's true, <laughs> Alyssa Wise. <laughs> oh, hello! Thank you so much. Oh, I was going to say, Misa back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a bit since uh, Final Destination. I yeah, last time I guess I've so. Been back here, yeah. I think that, yeah, I'm so excited one. I get to do this one. <laughs> I actually, you don't even know because I think that there's nobody that was going to be a more fervent defender of this movie than me. Mm. So I'm really glad that I get to be here for it. And I hope I will do it justice and maybe uh, change people's mind that don't think it's very good. It's good. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think more people should think this movie's good. <laughs> uh, whether it's good or not, um, that's for you to decide, but I think more people should think it's good. And watching it <laughs> just today, I'll say this movie gets a lot of, I feel like, undue flack, where I was like, this, this is, this is yeah. better than what everyone screams out about. Definitely, yeah. It's one of those movies that I've seen so many times, like, I'll watch it at least once a year, mm-hmm. um, just <laughs> on instinct mm-hmm. alone. Uh, usually more towards the holidays for some reason. Oh, really? But, um, like, I'll rewatch... Actually, yeah, I don't even know if I rewatch a prequels around that time. Just certain ones, like Phantom Message, is the comfort movie because mm. I grew up with it, and uh, I don't. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's watching it again this time. Basically, what I'm trying to say is like every time I watch it, I get very different reactions. Like different, like I I react so differently to it mm. every single time. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, this movie just rules. Like I just like like <laughs> everything about it, and everything's everyone's wrong about it. And yeah. other times I'm just like. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work in this movie. <laughs> I still like it by the end of the movie. Like, I still enjoy having seen it, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, there's so many things you could pick. It's like you can either just pick apart everything or just go with what he's going for. That's what I chose. I should just ride the roller coaster. Yeah. Ride the pod straight to whatever planet we're on. Mostly Tatooine. Yeah. Right to, right to Mustafar. <laughs> for like a good hour. But There's a lot of yeah. Naboo in there. 
to yeah, there's be some fair. Naboo, some, yeah. Some Coruscant. Yeah. I always forget about Naboo and like this, the discussions of like, what Star Wars planet would you like to live on? I'm like, I'd, I'd live on Naboo. Naboo. Yeah. That's the it, one. It's like the beautiful paradise yeah. planet. Yeah. It's like the Amalfi Coast of Italy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to really not like it until like the past few years just because uh, I, was, I was always just like, oh, this planet's boring. It's just like a big golf I planet. I want to live on Hoth. Yeah, um, it's just, excuse it's me, just, there's Atlantis, like yeah. a city underwater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I was just always thinking about like the planes where they fight and everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is like to Blandis. But then I'm just like, well, duh. And then Lily's and like, it, that, like the city or whatever is like mm-hmm. beautiful, all the architecture. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's space Italy, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a beautiful semi-utopian society, it feels like. <laughs> Palpatine messes everything up. <sighs> that bastard. <laughs> is he the senator of Naboo? Yeah. Okay, I figured. I was like, I just wanted to double check. Yeah, he's uh, Nubian. I almost said Nabooinian, but mm. it's Nubian. Nubian. Can we talk about the, just the, I don't know, whatever elections that take place in <laughs> yes, Naboo to it. where they would elect a 14-year-old <laughs> to become their queen? Oh, yeah. Like, See, they're like, sure. Dem- <laughs> She's, she's certainly the most monarch. qualified. Yeah, she's yeah. a democratically elected monarch that's also 14. <laughs> I think she overthrew the last person into a degree. Like, she didn't, like, not in a way that, like... Uh, it wasn't, like, a bloody coup. It was, like, she, a bloodless coup or something like that? She, yeah, or? she, like, revealed his... Uh, I think it's a king. Yeah, the king's, like, crimes or something like that. It was, like, a scandal uh, more so than I crimes. See. And then everyone liked her so much that they elected her. And I guess there's no age limit for like becoming the not. queen of the whole planet. And does she just retain that title until death? Yeah, I think so. Because wow. they, yeah, because they, they give her like a queen's funeral and everything. It's Damn. like, she, yeah, she, she's the, like an ex-president. Like a, like, yeah. What a deal. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, I guess you're never like actually an ex-president because you're always like, like President Clinton. Yeah. That's what you call him still, mm. I guess. And, yeah. But she will but. die. Wouldn't it be funny to call him like ex-president something or other? I feel like that'd be kind of fun. I think that's what they're called in Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they go by the ex-presidents, the uh, the robbers? Have you seen Point Break, Connor? I have not seen Point Break, so I don't mm. know what you're talking about. I just All saw right. it like a year ago, I Ooh, think. There you go. I think you you're like right. It? I think it was the ex- or is it dead presidents? Oh, mm. yeah, it's a dead presidents, yeah. Mm. See, that sounds more familiar. <laughs> you're like, I know some dead presidents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that one. And they're on money. <laughs> I'll follow up soon. But before we talk about Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, the first Star Wars movie that was ever made. The first. No, no I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> Tell you're the scribe of Star Wars. You're the king of the stars. I'm excited for you guys. You're finally talking about Star Wars. It's yeah. been so it's long happening. in the making. Yeah. I guess I should have prefaced this more in that, yeah, it's like even right before this this uh, recording, I was messaging you guys. I was like, I can't believe we're like finally doing this yeah. because we've I've just always wanted to do it, but... Uh, just for anyone curious about the schedule coming up, we're going to do one, two, three, and then we'll come back to the other ones mm-hmm. later on. Cause we want to spread out the love. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's too That's precious. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm jittery. I need Connery <laughs> to take over. <laughs> okay. well, so, I just love the battle droids. Oh, roger, they, roger. And force speed. And uh, <laughs> jump. <laughs> just a lot of things. Okay. Well, before we talk about the movie, we have to do our normal segment of What's new? Thank you. Um, just any new media we've been consuming. Movies, TV, comic books, mo- uh, books, movies again. <laughs> also movies. Uh, music. Cinema. Uh, I think at this point everyone knows what media is. Yeah. It's not something I need to explain. But um, Connery, I'll go with you first. I always make you go first, I think. Yeah, it's but fine. What's new with you? Uh, what's new with me? I 
I guess this is coming out a little bit after since I read it, but I've just, we'll say I just read uh, the book Reckless, which is by my favorite writer artist team of Ed Brubecker, Sean Phillips, and Jacob Phillips. And uh, yeah, it's um, Jacob, 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 <laughs> over in Coachella right now. Oh, <laughs> we're recording on the first weekend of Coachella, everybody. A, a, a hallowed holiday for we're, many. We're recording we're right so in LA. The, yeah, we're, we're the only people left in Interrupting LA. Interrupting right. the death of Christ. <laughs> I was going to say there was like no traffic coming over to your house today. Yeah. Where is everyone? No, they're on Coachella. The death of Sonic. You mean the death, I'm sorry, the death of Sonic. <laughs> we you. went from like very like religious fervor of Sonic to this. Yep. God. Qui Gon. Oh, and Obi Wan oh, is Christ like as well. They truly oh, are. Uh, and Anakin. Yeah. Literally born of wow. the Midi Yes. Truly <laughs> the three of them. The Holy Trinity. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Anakin. <laughs> Qui Gon's oh the Holy God. Ghost because he yeah. becomes a yep. Force Ghost. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan's the Father. And okay, Anakin's so it'd be son. so it's Obi Wan, Anakin, Qui Gon, Jin. I guess, yeah, but then and then there's the hand motions work really well. Yeah, and then the Holy Trinity in the original trilogy, I guess, is Ben, uh, Vader, and Luke. And Luke, Luke. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no! What have you done? <laughs> Anytime there's a lull yeah. in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. They're well, all leaving. What would Boss Nass do? <laughs> the uh, Jedi mind tricks to give them a ship, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, sorry. I totally derailed this comic. Oh, what no, were you fine. reading? <laughs> I forgot what segment we're on. It's this comic book called Reckless. It's the fourth in like a graphic novel series, basically, where... Um, they kind of riff off of like the '80s, like pulp detectives of those like paperback books that existed for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. You guys know that. You guys know that vibe. No. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, wait, just like oh, old detectives, like yeah, the Hardy yeah, Boys. Yeah. No, like pulp detectives. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Like yeah. gritty, like guy in the '80s more so, and like the streets of Los Angeles in 1980 oh, something okay. or other. Yeah, it's like neo noir. Yeah, more neo noir. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of that. Um, Ex CIA. Asset, I suppose. Uh, I think his name is Eddie. It's a uh, Jack it's, Ryan. It's not Eddie. Ethan. Ethan Reckless is his name. Oh. <laughs> yes. And him and his assistant, uh, they basically, um, he owns a movie theater, but like in one of the books, he gives it to her because it's more important to her than it is to him, and she kind of lets him like live in the same place he's always lived in, like the attic of the El Royale. And, uh, yeah, she's like an anarchist punk, uh, punk rocker girl and also detective herself. And this fourth book focused on a case that she did, which was actually really, really cool. It's about a quote-unquote haunted house by a form- uh, that a former scream queen, like a Vi- Elvira substitute, owns. And I won't ruin the twist, but it was really, really good. Um, Ed Brubaker's so good at writing narration, and I always think he, he makes everything sound so cool. And then Sean and Jacob Phillips just are an amazing father-son team of art. And I have Sean Phillips on the wall, or Sean Phillips on the wall right here for my Pan's Labyrinth and my uh, Devil's oh. Backbone, and my much talked about um, <laughs> what's it called? Oh, uh, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Yeah, he asked for a Crimson Peak uh, artwork, and he made a Crimson, Crimson Tide. Tide. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what episode we talked about it, but probably one of them. Yeah, we definitely did. Yeah. Um, that's what, too bad. Where I is love it, Crimson. Connery? I think it? It's, it's up there. Oh. I just I still haven't watched the movie yet, so I don't want to display it if I haven't watched it. Wait, what is? I you did Tide? watch it with Denzel Washington and somebody else. Uh, Gene Hackman. Gene he was really like, "That's the weirdest request." Yeah, I, yeah, I know. He's just like, "He's like, what the fuck is this?" Rolling, <laughs> and I was like, "I, 
what the hell is this? And I looked like Denzel Washington's submarine. I was like, oh, it's Crimson Tides. I don't even know what the hell, I don't know what this movie to is. Be, I haven't watched it. To be fair, I do think that movie's really good, but it's definitely not a like Crimson Peak. No, it's not. Ghost. They're very different films. My belief is that he definitely was like, oh, like what was that one? Crimson, Crimson, uh, Crimson Tides, of course. Yes, da da da. And he just drew it. And then he like, just googled so, the word Crimson movie. Go- yeah, I think he was just like on the on like the tip of his tongue and being like Crimson. It was Crimson Tides, of course. And like he just did it without looking at it. But I'm like, it's okay. I well, love it. <laughs> you're, you know what? You're probably the only pe- person in the world with um, some bespoke crimson tide artwork. Oh yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna something. Type, I'm gonna type in that phrase: <laughs> bespoke <laughs> crimson tide <laughs> artwork. That's <laughs> <laughs> my uh, math rock band. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so no. that book's great. And then I've been watching the anime Bleach, and I still don't know why it's oh. called Bleach. I never know. Yeah, I never knew either. Yeah. I don't know. Did you finish it? Do you know what it's more no. about? No. Oh. I don't. Now, Nico recommended me to watch it, and... Nico? Yes, Nico, my trainer and friend. He'll be... <laughs> <laughs> In that order. In that order, Nico. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm still sore from Thursday, yeah. you fuck! <laughs> we'll have him on for something. Yeah, for something. I keep asking, what do you want to do? He's like, oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, come on, man, give me something. But... Yeah, um, Bleach is interesting. I feel like I'm trying to get to a turning point. I'm on episode 25, and I'm like, it's an anime with 700 and something episodes. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to pick up for a really long time. Um, it's called Bleach, according to the creator, because one example is, as the Soul Reapers cleanse souls, it's like they are bleaching their souls, like how uh, bleaching in a clothed uh, sense I see. means okay. to remove stains and blemishes. Maybe like the title worked better in Japanese. I don't know. Like, I think he's, he sounds pretty clear, like bleaching. Well, no, yeah, but I mean, okay. No, I, I you were you. confused too. I, don't I you dare! <laughs> don't you dare turn this on me. Why is it called One Piece, Connery? Because yeah. we're looking for the One Piece. That's the big treasure. <laughs> <laughs> that one's really clear. I didn't have to jump through any weird moral hoops for that. Why is it called Naruto, Connery? <laughs> Naruto's the main character. <laughs> quizzing Connery on yeah. anime titles. I remember when we were at Comic-Con and I was pointing out different anime characters of Jake and he was like, you really know your anime, huh, Connery? You're kind of an anime dork. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And I was, and I was like, he was like, yes, you are. You've like pointed out like 12 different anime characters that you knew just right off looking at them. I was like, maybe, fine. <laughs> fine, I know anime, whatever. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay, yeah. I've come to accept it It's now. fine. It's fine. You know, we just, uh, <laughs> to timestamp this, we just put out three Gundam. anime movies <laughs> on our podcast. So I think it's okay to like anime. It's okay, yeah. No, I love it. Like I said, I like it a lot. I just Are didn't... you calling Sonic an anime? No. no. Oh, okay. we, got, we did Gundam. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Gundam just came out, but... Wink. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they were making... I don't know. Oh, they're from like the 80s. I've never seen any of them. Okay. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> we can move on to the next thing. <laughs> Alyssa, what's uh, new with you? Yeah, you might like it. You might like it, but it's pretty yeah. dense. Like, yeah, they're pretty dense. It's a lot. Okay. Um, so far, I've thought. But I, you like they're movies? Stuff. They are yeah. movies. Yeah. They're like movie cut downs of like the original TV show. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Because I th- thought of it as a show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. It's mainly a show. There's going to be a live action Gundam movie. Um, next year i think but we mm. just want to do something anime and had someone from an anime podcast and nice. stuff so yeah nice yeah so well good. speaking of anime that yeah. is my what's new as well um it's okay to like I anime really, Connery. yeah yeah <laughs> i know i just never consider myself like an anime some, someone who knew person? a lot of no someone who knew a lot about it and uh, i'm like oh i guess i do all right there you go 
Yeah, it compiles over time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been like doing a lot for fun lately because I've just been like, <laughs> I've, been, <laughs> I've been working on cosplays yeah. literally like night and day. Um, I have been binging shows while I create my cosplays. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing lately. I don't know. I've really overextended myself with like conventions and costumes over these next couple months and it's really stressful and I'm getting burnt out, but you're in high well, demand. Thank yeah. you for making the time to be here today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Um, over the last two days, I have been binging Hunter x Hunter. Nice. And I am mid season three right now. It's mm. really good. I like it a lot. It is, yeah. It's, and it's really good background watching as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's the scary clown man? Who? The oh, scary his clown man. Yeah. Hisoka. Yeah. He's great. He actually, he's so. <laughs> he's great. He. I really like him until he gets like weirdly like turned on by children. Children, like no, okay, huh? that sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> by like wanting to fight them and like. I don't know. Like, the main guy is this 12-year-old gom or whatever. Yeah. And he's super strong. And Hisoka is, like, really strong and a good fighter. And he's, like, wants a worthy adversary to fight, basically. Yeah. And I guess that's gom. And he's, like, very turned on by the idea of killing him. It's weird. But yeah. it's a good show. There's Other a, than that kind of weirdness. There's one or two shots of he is actually looking at gom and his friend's butts, though. <laughs> oh. I might like have missed that. Like I have been crafting <laughs> while I'm watching it, so maybe I'm missing these like yeah. subtleties. I think but maybe it comes a little later, but there, he definitely wants to do more than fight them, I feel like, sometimes. Oh, oh no. Okay, well, but yeah, so Hunter x Hunter, I also just, it's called Business Proposal, and I, you know what, it's just my, my fa- favorite typical <laughs> Korean drama trash, and I love it. So it's delightful. What's it about? Um, okay, so there's this the main character. She goes on a blind date on behalf of her friend, and she's gonna like just be weird and try and mess it up. And the guy ends up being her company's president, oh, and Christian he's Gray. really handsome and young. And she doesn't know that he has decided he's just going to marry the very first person that his grandpa sets him up with so that he can get it out of the way oh, and then wow. just carry on with business because that's all he cares about. Business, business, business. So she's trying to be weird. And then he's like, you know what? I want to marry you. And then like pursues her. But she also works at the company. So anytime he's around at the company, she mm-hmm. has to like hide and like hijinks <laughs> ensue. It's really cute. It does sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, what's new with you? Uh, I played Knights of the Old Republic yes. on Switch. Nice. Uh, first time playing on Switch, probably like, uh, I don't know, honestly, like at least the 20th time I've played that game. <laughs> I've, I've played it a lot. So you know all um, like the tips and tricks and speed hacks and stuff? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've just played through the game a lot of times. <laughs> Have you played it, Alyssa? I haven't. I uh, I played Star Wars: The Old Republic, the oh, online yeah. MMO, and that was <clears throat> really fun. Um, but yeah. I never played Knights of the Old Republic. That was fun too. I played it for for a small time because I was I don't know. And it col- was so well done, and yeah. then it just never picked up. Yeah. Um. Oh, you mean like the, the MMO? Content-wise and yeah. Stuff? Well, like I don't yeah. know. It felt like it was really big at first, and then. People just kind of stopped playing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's still going, yeah. and they keep coming out with like expansions, but I don't really? know like, how big like oh. the base is. But I always really like the expansion trailers. They're always really, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, oh, it's a cool new single-player Star Wars game, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. It's the yeah. MMO. <laughs> <laughs> I would have played it a lot longer if 
because uh, I was only able to do it because I like used boot camp on my like laptop and everything, which is how you turn a Mac into a PC because uh. it's PC only. Oh. And I was just like, I don't have enough space on my laptop and I don't have a PC. So, yeah. <laughs> See, I always had a PC because yeah. I thought Apple was just a fad. <laughs> yeah. As you said earlier, when you're talking about your Zune. Your Zune. <laughs> I wish I had a Zoom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I played Nice Little Republic on Switch. Uh, like I said, I've probably played it, well, I played it dozens of times probably just because uh, I, ha- I had it on uh, Mac, I guess, and Xbox. How did I play it so many times? I guess it eventually got ported to, to Mac. That, that had to be the only way. And I also played it at friend's house and stuff. But anyways, I just think it's one of the best Star Wars games of all time. <laughs> Uh, it's obviously dated uh, in terms of like its combat system and kind of it feels a little clunky at points. Mm-hmm. Like there's always a thing like you have an ability called Force Speed, which is displayed in Phantom Menace. <laughs> but whenever, <laughs> whenever you use it like half the time, so basically somebody ported it to Switch. This company Asper, who's mm-hmm. done all the Star Wars ports of like the older games. Nice. Um, but it's basically like a direct port. There's not really any like new features or anything mm-hmm. like that for the most part. So I, whenever I use force speed to go like through a map faster, because a lot of it's just like walking from place to place, um, that, my companions don't get like the feature, so they I just have to wait for them at the exit <laughs> point. So I'm like have to for go hours. gather them and like go back and forth, and I'm just like this didn't make me go faster at all. <laughs> um, so it's just like one of those things that have just always happened in that game. Very deadly over short distances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, so basically, you are a soldier, a Republic soldier in the old Republic that wakes up on a on a ship that's getting attacked by mm-hmm. Sith, and like it's in the time when the Sith were around and fighting. It's after the uh, Mandalorian Wars, but I won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you slowly become a Jedi. You figure out you have force powers and everything, but the story gets a lot more complex and detailed from there. But just, it kind of like set the tone for modern, um, at least American RPGs, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, And it's from Bioware who did just so many, like what else did they do? They did Jade Empire, but then like Dragon Age, right? (laughs) Yeah, Mass Effect. Mass uh, Effect, Dragon Age. Did they do, is that Bioshock too? No, 2K did Bioshock. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Um, but just like a lot of modern RPGs, yeah, um, and just I don't know. So and it's Star Wars, so yeah. and you can choose being either light side or dark side. So it has like Ooh. a lot of replay value still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I you, should play it. You, yeah, you probably like it a lot. And yeah. it's not just like it's one, on Switch. You said, yeah. yeah, okay, great. Yeah, and it's not just like decision points where it's just, or I mean, sorry, it's not just like I'm gonna be good or evil it's like every Gradual. single conversation mm-hmm. you can choose like you can just be that like kind of how Switor was like yeah with the, the kind of responses yeah the the MMO um yeah exactly it's the same thing it's but it's kind of like what started Got that it. whole like tree yeah. system where it's but it's not even just like when you get to Mass Effect it's like good choice bad choice but then <laughs> this one is like you have like five different conversation options yeah, it's much more nuanced and like I you like can that. choose you can choose to help someone uh, that's getting like uh, bullied and like getting their money taken, uh, and then like they'll be like, "Oh, here's like a here's your reward," and then you'll be like, "You can either take it, ask for more, or be like, no, no, I don't want it." It's just like I mean, it's like D and D stuff, you know. Yeah. Or you can uh, let them beat them up, or you can beat them up and then kill the guy <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, it's just like the most evil option. I so feel like I do that in Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
there's like, I'll let a, you think that you yeah. had a great transaction here, and then. Like, yeah, I think when I was doing all the, what's it, Dark Brotherhood? Is yeah. That what it is? In mm-hmm. Skyrim, I did, like, all the tasks, and then just, I think I killed Cicero at the end. You can kill Cicero, right? You can't kill Cicero, I completed all the tasks and then did that. <laughs> killed Cicero. And just, like, just chaos. Oh, Cicero! <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's obviously dated and the graphics aren't good, but, uh, you can either get that on Switch or, like, so many different systems, um, or you can wait until next year and get, like, they're gonna remake it. Oh. Yeah. With, uh. The PS5. They're working on it right now for the PS5, but I think it's PS5 only yeah, so far. Yeah, exclusive for now. Oh. And it's really hard to get those. So, you should maybe just try the original game. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I want to, yeah, I want a PS5, though. Yeah. So it'll be a good <laughs> excuse yeah yeah that's true it's a good excuse yeah um, why are ps5 so hard to get it's so stupid. i i don't know it's ridiculous but obviously uh, there's a big thing around about i have looked into it not at all so. <laughs> <laughs> oh no they're just hard to get like they're not manufacturing enough apparently they don't have the parts are expensive and the parts being made are apparently pretty scarce right now it was all whole like covid pandemic because the work stopped oh. and stuff so the parts became rare and so the machine became rare and all that jazz <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> it's annoying but uh, anyways, yeah, that's my what's new. Nice. Knights of the Old Republic on Switch. I may have more Star Wars content to talk about on each ep- new episode of... Dun, As dun, you should. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 <laughs> nice dun, Star Wars dun, song, dun, Connery. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Wait, that's not Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tower of Orthanc music. It's <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> it's like it's uh, Isen- Isengard it's music. Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> not even the same composer. <laughs> Okay, well, I think it's time to talk about who the Phantom Menace might be. I think it's Yoda. Oh, yeah, I mean, in some ways. Yeah. From a certain point of view. Uh, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Um, Alyssa, did you see the ETs in the Senate? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's one thing. I, I, I remember when I noticed it the first time uh, several years ago, and I was like, did I see what I thought I saw? And rewound to see Enhance. it. Yeah. And I actually, so you, you can't see this, but to defend this movie, I brought a list of why episode is one is one is good and then i have a list also of things i dislike and there's only four <laughs> things on it but one of them is the the et cameo yeah. like i don't need you yucking my yum like, <laughs> the, your yum of not having et's <laughs> in yeah. the movies i yeah there should be a trigger warning yeah. for people who were you know traumatized as children watching et it's so like, you were also traumatized by yeah. et yeah, I, think, I think me and Alyssa are the only people i know you're the only other person i've met who yeah. had a very strong well, he's pretty reaction. disgusting when he's dying. He's disgusting always, but especially <laughs> when he's dying. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to take off my uh, episode one hat because it's gross. <laughs> Why is it <laughs> gross? What do you do to it? I've just worn it a lot. I oh, wore okay. it today oh. I know, on the day of my daughter's wedding. wedding. Mm-hmm. It set the uh, mood, though. I'm. I, it was nice to Thank you. To I mean, still wearing the you're shirt. wearing the shirt. Yeah. The shirt's great. When's I'm, that coming off? Uh... <laughs> You mean the print? Because it's pretty, like, yeah. really bad. It looks like one of those, like, iron-on homemade shirts we all did in, like, yeah. 2000. It looks like you took, like, an overexposed flash on a Kodak camera with it. Yeah, I don't know where Lily got it, but she got it for one of, I think, my birthday or an anniversary uh-huh. or Valentine's Day. I hope it was for Valentine's Day. It's a good gift. It's very fun. Yeah, it's a Jar Jar and a Battle Droid standing side by side. <laughs> they are friends. Like a depixelated uh, version of the Battle of Battle. so many dead Gungans. Yeah. You have to take a picture later, Tommy. Hey, okay. they so were ready to do their part. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> to do Qui-Gon warned them. 
Yeah, Qui-Gon a... cares a lot about the Gungans. Many of yeah. you will uh, die. He doesn't care much about slavery, but he does care about <laughs> Gungans. I didn't come here to free slaves, <laughs> quote Qui-Gon Jinn. Surely they could have found the time and effort to... Whatever. Free his okay. mom. All of that is very awkward, uh, to the say the least. But, yeah. Uh, let's let's start at the very the beginning, oh, the beginning of it all. Don't leave out a detail. <laughs> um, a long, long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I can still remember no. the day the Trade Federation. You can only sing the Weird Al version. Oh, I don't know that part. I know every word of it. Hit it. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, what is? We got to talk about everyone's history with. Uh, real quick, Star Wars. Just make that real quick, but then more importantly, Episode One. Connery, you go first. The year was 1999. <laughs> the first I ever heard of a Star War. <laughs> the first time I ever knew what a Star War ever star star was. No, um, in reality, I guess Star Wars in general. My first experience was when I was very very young. My dad sat me down as like a toddler esque child, and we watched Star Wars four, five, and six together. And uh, that's a really nice memory. I remember watching that with him and Jurassic Park with him. And they were that's both very, very nice memories. And I those are very precious to me. So Star Wars is, holds a place near and dear to my heart for that. Maybe that alone. On like VHS? Or uh, on VHS, of course, yeah. Uh, I mean, this is this in the 90s. This is like probably like 95, 96 maybe? It was probably 96. Yeah, it's probably 96. Or, I think the special editions came out in 97. Yeah, because I was like probably like VHS's. 93, 94, 95, 96. Not to get too granular, but... Maybe it was more like 1998. I yeah. just didn't know if you had laser discs. Yeah, it was. It was no, it was, it was 1998, and it was on VHS probably. And yeah, because I'd be five, and then I remember seeing Phantom Menace. I think I don't know the few years after my dad passed with my mom. So yeah, or he passed in 2000. So he was probably just sick at that time. And I saw it with my mom. Oh yeah, so Star Wars is in a dark period of my life watching it, but they were, it was fun and joy for the initial experiences of it. <laughs> Yeah, when, when you're in the theater as a five-year-old, you're like... Da, 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 oh, yeah, da, 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 da. As, I think I was more like, in 1999, I was, uh, I guess I was more like nine. Right, nine, nine. One, two, three, four, five, three, four, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I was six. So you're like... You were just cackling at the screen like you do now, just in the same voice? Yes, just the same voice, cackling. No, I, I remember I really loved it. I thought it was so much fun. And I was like, this is great. This is pod racing. This is pod racing. <laughs> Yippee. Um, I, about, huh? Yeah, I was say, what about you? Oh, yeah. I think, well, one of the Star Wars is, it probably wasn't the first movie I ever saw in theaters, but it was definitely the first one I remember seeing in theaters. And I don't remember. I feel like it was Empire Strikes Back. It could have been like New Hope because they re-released all of them mm -hmm. in like 97 because they knew the movies were coming out and they wanted to like redo all the original trilogies or whatever, and yeah. add a bunch of CG mumbo-jumbo to them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, like, Star Wars was my favorite franchise forever, and I guess it still is. Yeah. Uh, so I saw those in theaters, and then I don't remember seeing Phantom Menace in theaters. Like, I know I did. I must have. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure I, I maybe, like, certain memories of it, like, like, sense memories of yeah. it. Yeah. But I definitely remember seeing Attack of the Clones in theaters. Mm -hmm. And, uh... <laughs> I guess we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah, but, we have to. But uh, more in detail. But I just remember when Yoda pulled out his lightsaber in Attack of the Clones. Uh, I even as like a eight year old, I'm like, I don't what I don't know about this. <laughs> like it's just like I liked it, and everyone cheered when he did it. And he's just like, 
much to say about that I have do or whatever and then he like pulls out his lightsaber and everyone in the theater was like oh that's, just a, like, that's a sense memory for me as yeah. well screaming in the theater when that happened and I was like yeah this is cool right but even as like an eight year old I'm like is it cool <laughs> like I have such conflicted feelings about that I remember but. jumping when he screamed yeah. and then uh, I don't know I don't know if I ever thought Phantom Menace was bad I always like enjoyed it mm. um, but I definitely in the past few years have gone on more to be like hey it's actually a lot better than you guys think like mm-hmm. it's it definitely deserves its time in the sun uh it's i don't we'll, we'll get into it but yeah just in the past few years i've become fonder and fonder of phantom menace good Alyssa. um yeah similar situation i think of connery of i remember my dad sitting us down and when we were all me my brother and sister were all kind of finally old enough to appreciate star wars and by old enough i mean i was probably uh six and my brother was probably eight and my sister was probably four so she didn't really know what was going on um but my dad at that time like he was like my parents had us really young so he was like 26 so of course he's still yeah, like, he's like in his like fanboy yeah. like as soon as he could show it to us he did so that was one of my kind of earliest memories and then i remember i'm pretty sure we went as a family on opening day to go see Phantom Menace, I was nine years old. Mm. But then I remember, I don't really remember that, but I remember vividly seeing it again in theaters with my grandma. And I remember it because it was like a point in like the final battle and something funny had happened. Like, I don't know, maybe when Jar Jar was like kicking and it's like making oh, it shoot shooting. the other droids. <laughs> and I like looked over at my grandma to see if she was laughing too. <laughs> and she was asleep just like <laughs> head back. And that kind of state I remember feeling like kind of disappointed. It was like, oh okay. Mm. Lily's probably laughing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I I loved I loved this movie. I loved it when I saw it in theaters both times. I there's never been a point where I started disliking it and then like came back to it ironically like i've literally just yeah. always liked it yeah nice. like i don't know if it's ever ironic for me it was just like yeah this movie's not the best i know but there's so much interesting stuff just because spent so many years on wikipedia and all wikipedia. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yes sorry we're, we're gonna say something else no uh, uh, i mean that's about it just that i genuinely like even today watching it again and I was compiling my list of like why I think it's a good movie <laughs> and there was way more like good versus bad in my opinion. Yeah. To, to me like the main bad that like sticks out in people's minds that probably like tarnishes it for them is just like the acting quote unquote mm-hmm. but it really I think comes down to the directing style more than yeah. anything because those mm-hmm. are all even even Anakin he was in um jingle all the way and he (laughs) was good in that and he was even younger so you know i don't know yeah yeah it's definitely the direction is involved for sure yeah (laughs) Um, because it's like he's like it's so hard to read whether he's going for this kind of like 50s not even melodrama but just very like it's dramatic and serious because it's like politics Mm -hmm. but and it's he's doing a lot of things that feel very staid because it's kind of like the golden age compared to the original trilogy or whatever where it's just like oh everything is still good just conflict is slowly happening finally like the Sith Lords are back so everything like the camera work and everything feels very just like static and like I wouldn't even say regal Mm -hmm. I wish it was more like regal (laughs) in a way but it's kind of just like capturing the scene and being like yeah everything's normal even when there's like a fight scene it just feels like action figures like running across the screen a little bit there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of like kinetic 
uh, cinematography until the final fight scene yeah. or so. Um, but even then, there's like, which there's a lot of like static, like extreme wides and stuff, which is like not even a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, yeah, just like the whole visual style and the acting and the directing, just all like they fit together. I think mm-hmm. for what he's going for. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes that, and it's not what people expect. And it honestly, like I wish it was a little bit more visually engaging at points. Like everything on the screen looks really good. I think, um, even I would argue most of the CG and everything still. Oh looks yeah. Really I think good. it still looked good. Yeah. There's still some Today. good bits to it. Yeah. But it's more so just like what people want from like, not even a star Wars movie, but just like a blockbuster movie. It's kind of like mm-hmm. the matrix resurrections thing when we yeah. cover that Connery, which mm-hmm. is like, Oh, this isn't really what I want from like a big blockbuster, but maybe it's what you need. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm already talking way too much, but I just think this movie Tyler, is like, this is to me is this is your shining moment. Okay. This is like, <laughs> well, this, we have this, a guest. This is, yeah, no, but I'm like, this you is your Camelot. <laughs> I mean, you know, the things I have to add in aren't like that. Alyssa, don't devalue uh, yourself. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I really had to think about it too. Cause I was like, I know I like this movie a lot. And so that's why I was taking notes while I was watching it. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, if I just like go in there raw, like I don't know how to defend this movie other than like, yeah. I have nostalgia for it and mm-hmm. I genuinely have fun watching it every single time. But yeah, you don't really have to defend it. You can just talk about, I will defend like it. it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'll defend it to my death. <laughs> We're fighting all the straw men again. <laughs> When you're when you're 95 and you're in the Queen Amidala parade <laughs> casket, you'll have this treatise. Burn my body, yes. Yeah. Like Qui Gon. <laughs> I feel like that'd be stanky for like all the his robes and stuff. They like it. Yeah, you're right. The Jedi absorb his er, his yeah. er, his earned power. Okay, sorry. We need, need to let need to let Alyssa talk let about me, the what? things she I don't likes. Know. Oh, it's a it's a long list. I have. I have 10 reasons why episode one is good. I will just start by saying it. I feel like a lot of people will think, you know, oh, it's really boring starting with like politics, trade, federation, whatever. I like that it is so different mm-hmm. and the kind of a fresh start as opposed to episodes four, five, and six, which are mm-hmm. so blatantly like black and white, good versus bad. It's kind of like a lot more gray yeah. and messy. Yeah. And like even going into it, it's like the Jedi aren't even necessarily these just like beacons of like justice they're, they're literally just so uh, they're both kind they're of so a-holes. pious they're so <laughs> yeah. like pious and like self-confident they're just smug. removed from like all the actual shit that's going on mm-hmm. in the galaxy like, like Mace, couldn't yeah. be bothered Mace Windu even says like mm, I don't think the Sith can return without us knowing about it I'm like yeah. fuck you like, like what? giving Anakin his test and then just being like He's too old. Yeah. Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan both, like, throughout the movie, call people, like, pathetic yeah. and, like, <laughs> and a stupid. A pathetic life form. Yeah. Right? And he's just, like, another pathetic life form on the ship. And Lily was <laughs> going in and out and watching. She's, like, at first, like, came by for a second because she's working on something in the mm-hmm. other room. And then she just ended up sitting there for, like, an hour and a half. And I'm like, you like it. Just admit like it. it. Admit it. She's like, yeah, this part stings. I'm like, yeah, but you're still here. So <laughs> you're not say. leaving. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just even, yeah, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are, are buttheads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're buttheads. I'm really angry at Yoda. Like I, I watching that whole thing, I'm like, you're just a little green bastard, aren't you? Like you're annoying as hell. <laughs> he's mostly, yeah, he's mostly a heel on this movie. Yeah. He doesn't, uh, he's doesn't even really have a, like a heart to heart moment with Anakin, which you think he'd be, have a little something just because yeah. yeah. he has such a close relationship with Luke. Mm, I'd just be but. like, I, I was like, I like you better when you went crazy, dude. Like yeah. you were a total, like 
asshole during this time period. Yeah. It's like they're just so far removed and detached from everything else. And like they've been so set in these ways for so long that it almost kind of needed to get shaken up. You oh, know? I'll bring like, balance to the force, all right. Yeah. It <laughs> almost needed it. Like, Definitely. look, I know that's the first time today watching it where I kind of felt like it it kind of i don't know like the balance to the force thing it kind of was needed a little bit mm-hmm. to change things because they weren't really doing anything yeah no. and yeah like you're saying it's it's gray it's not just yeah the politics of the trade federation and the mm-hmm. senate and yeah. everything and palpatine schemes yeah it's like it's the jedi corruption. the jedi corrupt and qui-gon i feel like it, he works outside of the council the council's like wish wishes of how like a jedi should operate mm-hmm. and uh I, f- I still feel like he would have been, like, the right person to train Anakin. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, there's even parts where, throughout this movie, I especially realized on this viewing, uh, viewing 37 or whatever, <laughs> that I'm like, oh, it really, like, even though, like, I can't tell if it's the direction, but I just like to project on, on it that, like, Qui-Gon doesn't really like Obi-Wan. Like, they don't really vibe together. <laughs> they really don't. Because, like, Obi-Wan's... It is be- a weird pairing, yeah. right? Yeah. Qui-Gon's more chill and, like, out there and, mm-hmm. like... Uh, but Obi-Wan's very controlled and like, this is the right thing to do. He's the rules guy. He's, He's like, let's play guy. by the book. And then like, Obi-Wan's like, oh, I feel bad for like going against, like speaking against you and blah, blah, blah. And then Qui-Gon's like, oh, I'm very proud of you. And you, you, you've been a good apprentice and like a good <laughs> Padawan. And I think you'll be a great Jedi Knight. And he's like, oh, you have far more wisdom than I will, a wiser man than I ever will be. I'm like, you're just, you just want to go out of here. You don't want to talk to him anymore. Bye-bye, bye-bye. I have to train the chosen one now. Get out. This guy's kind of a pill. Anakin will be like a blast to hang out with. Because like, like, I feel like Qui-Gon's the right kind of Jedi to like allow the Jedi to be a little bit more gray and mm-hmm. everything and it's mm-hmm. just like isn't like his teaching like the living force contrary to most things anyway yeah like he even has that line in like the very first scene um where he's like obi-wan's like oh i always worry about this stuff because yoda says to think about the future and Pion's mm-hmm. like don't worry about your anxiety i'm like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I could use that advice yeah, yeah he was like <laughs> he, he says like be, he's the yoda always says be mindful of the future and he says yes but if not if you're denying the moment he was like yeah. live in the moment <laughs> qui-gon lives in the moment mm-hmm. and that's like the living force of like feeling it around you but apparently still not having enough empathy to uh, save Anakin's mother. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I came here for one thing only, and that's the chosen one. Your mom can really just He literally, out. he couldn't find a way, not a single way to take her with them. Would it really be a big deal to work his mom into that bet? I don't think so. <laughs> Um, but I guess Jedi aren't supposed to have attachments, and he's probably still very much is a believer yeah, of that. Yeah, but they do need attachments. It's like, that's kind of why it shows in the sequel trilogy by like Luke fails too, because mm-hmm. he kind of follows the original dogma. Yeah, which also fails, but but yeah, this movie just is so different from the original trilogy. Whereas the like Force Awakens is very like in the vein. I feel it. like yeah. mm-hmm. so it's like it's pretty wild how different this movie is in terms of its even its style, I guess. Yeah, but anyway, sorry, Alyssa. What's number two? Um, yeah. Okay, number two. I think it introduces nostalgic characters in a way that feels natural and meaningful, as opposed to like I feel like Disney now is like trying to shove nostalgia down our throats. <laughs> yeah. But yes. I feel like this movie, like when it introduced C-3PO, R2-D2, even like Jabba the Hutt, it felt <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it just felt like in a way that it did, it just felt right. And it felt like a worthy like introduction of these characters that we had already like grown to love from episodes four, five, six. It didn't feel like, oh, well, let's like, how can we squeeze in this character here? It just kind yeah. of felt 
I don't know. It felt right. And so I thought that was kind of awesome. How can we squeeze in Luke Skywalker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's really not too many. I guess uh, Yoda. Yeah. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, of course. R2 and C-3PO. But it's like, yeah, Obi-Wan's a main character. Yeah. yeah. Um, R2's yeah. introduction is, was funny to me because I forgot what it was. And he's <laughs> that just the last. That little did it. He's the last astromech standing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they give him like a medal of honor and then she sends the actual queen to go clean him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and all the queen, queen stuff is so, uh, it's like, I like it. Or it's like a subversion. It's better than nothing for sure. You it, know? I mean, it's yeah. a good idea to avoid like assassinations or something, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. And they pitch her voice a little lower. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny because at the time I didn't notice a thing, obviously. Me neither, yeah. And I think even then, because neither of them were really like Kira and Natalie were neither right. like extreme famous people that now watching it, it's like obviously I know what Kira Knightley's face looks that like. That was Kira Knightley? What? <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, Holy shit, wow. Yeah. And uh Sophia Coppola is like one of the other handmaidens or whatever. Oh wow. She's just in the background. Is she the tall one with a gun at one point? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Mm. I, sh- I think oh, she's yeah. like the seventh one. Like she's in the in the far background. All right, cool. <laughs> That's so fun. But yeah, I mean, well, it's still effective. I think watching it this time, I was still like, when she does the vote of no confidence, I'm like, wait, is that Karen Knightley? Yeah. Like that's Karen Knightley, yeah. And I'm like, it is. Yeah. No, that was Natalie. Oh, oh okay. Because okay, I was gonna say, if it if it's Karen Knightley, then like she doesn't even have le- legal standing to do this, so it has to be Padme. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, to get into the <laughs> the, <laughs> the politics. Nitty. See, this is what, <laughs> yeah. and this is what start the prequels, I feel like, give. They give us this, like, nitty-gritty, like, fun to, like, really stick our hands into and just be like, well, the politics of this, and so you have to do this in order to do this. <laughs> it kind of reminds me, honestly, of, like, early stages Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, I like it for that. Yeah, I do, too. It's good. So that's a lot from politics. What's, what's next, Alyssa? Incest. Okay. Um, okay sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, the incest. The scenery. <laughs> we, instead of having these two-dimensional desert planet, forest planet, ice planet, it's like Naboo we already city talked planet. about. <laughs> city, <laughs> city planet. Yeah. We have an under... I don't know. I freaking love the Gungan city. Like, that's so cool uh, to me. Yeah. It has, like, giant underwater sea monsters. That's mm-hmm. literally, like, my obsession. So Always a bigger fish. This was kind of my uh, avatar of my childhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's like, I remember thinking all the little underwater creatures are really cool. Mm-hmm. I had the the pink one. There's the always first a one bigger that came fish. Out. Oh, nice. Um, I had that toy. The, the angler one? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, nice. the angler one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, the, okay, let's see. My next reason is literally just pod racing. (laughs) I love the pod racing scene. I still love it. I love that whole scene. Turin came in while I was watching it. He's like, is the whole reason they're doing this scene just because they need money? (laughs) They're going to do this entire hour long scene just because they need money. (laughs) (laughs) Turin, shut up. Freaking awesome. It's cool as fuck. I fucking love pod racing. Turin just wanted to be a pod racer when he was a kid. Yeah. (laughs) His application was denied. (laughs) Yeah, he denied. (laughs) Just bitter. Yeah. Um, Yes. Let's talk about the pod race scene. Please. Please, yes. So Boba always wins, of course. Tag Until. yourself. Tag yourself. Which uh, pod racer would you be? Ooh, are you Doug <laughs> Bolt? Are you uh, Ben Quadraneros? I am I am neither. I'm the announcer guy with two heads. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Beefle okay. and... Wait, yeah, I you, forget their yeah. names. Uh, 
Oh, man. This was going to be our original artwork it is. for the franchise. <laughs> and Grayson made it, and you said, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, no, was, no, 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 no. It's my fault. <laughs> it's not Grayson's at all. I asked for it. And I was just yeah. like, this is too much. Fodesenbeed Anodu. Fodesenbeed Anobu. Okay. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he has a lot of iconic lines. Yeah. Yeah. And the voice. <laughs> oh, no. Anakin stalled out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. That is you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and that one like beetle-looking guy explodes, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. I think that would be me, the one that goes, <laughs> and then he just like hits a column. Or I something. think it's Dead Bolt that goes, Rawr! and then hits something. That's my guy. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> what about you, Connery? Which pod racer are you? I already are said you I'm the, not. I'm the announcer guy. <laughs> no, you, but you're oh, also fine. on the racers. Are you the guy, the like, real spindly guy with four arms? Yes, yes, that one. <laughs> Who's just like doesn't do anything bad, but he's just like Anakin stuck behind him for a while. Yeah. So I would probably be the one that like never gets their pod to start and then just like kind of hits yeah. it and it like explodes. Yeah. That's Ben Quadraneros. Yeah, that's probably me. How do you know all of their names? I don't know all their names. I know some of them. You know, people who played, I, I only played the race racer and racer revenge. Yeah. Like the pod racing games like recently, except in some arcades. But pe- some people know all of them because of that game because you can play as any of them. Uh, but yeah, Ben Quadraneros, this is the perfect body. <laughs> the perfect body. <laughs> this is the ideal male form. If you don't like it, it's good for Yeah. I always thought Plo Koon was the perfect form, but that's just yeah. me. Ben Quadraneros is mostly just a face and <laughs> like limbs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the actual race itself, like, okay, so honestly, the stuff before it is a little slow, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like on, yeah. on Tatooine. Well, that's they're building up to something yeah. Yeah. incredible. They're, <laughs> they're building their crew. They're getting yeah. all the places, uh, pieces in place yes, for... the children to make fun of Anakin. We're getting... <laughs> <laughs> the kid who's obviously ADR that's like, we're going to go play ball. <laughs> and then they have the generic kid laugh track. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then one of the kids says, that's absolutely wizard, Anakin. Yeah, I'm like, I like that. I think that's where it came from, and they just did it in The Mandalorian not too long ago, too. Yeah, they they did. They said it. He's just like, wizard. (laughs) (laughs) The Mandalorian says that? I remember that. Yeah, he does. That's cool. Wizard. (laughs) It's in the episode with all the Phantom Menacey stuff, too. Oh, cool. Episode one gear. Um, Nice. But yeah, just the actual race itself is actually... Especially compared to, it's not what you expect, I guess. Like you expect maybe wall to wall score or a lot more dialogue and like a blow by blow. And there, there is from the announcers. Yeah, but it's it's pretty sparse com- it's, in comparison to what it should be. Yeah, it's just mostly just engine sounds. Mm-hmm. There's no music to accompany most of it, and uh, it's basically like a tone poem in a way, where you just like are seeing a race, but mm-hmm. like in a very artistic way. Yeah, um, especially because all the pods sound different, which is really fun too. Yeah, they all have their unique sounds. Like Ben Burt is like the iconic sound mixer guy who's mm-hmm. done all of them, captured the sounds from like the original trilogy and nice. stuff like that. So yeah, it just it's just interesting. Like just talking about George Lucas as a director because some of his earliest stuff were like this race. I always forget what it's called because it's like a number. Oh yeah, okay. So his senior film in. At USC, like his thesis film mm-hmm. was like this short film called 142.08, which is very George Lucas of him. Because his 142.08. First, his first feature film was called THX 1138. 
Um, okay. <laughs> he likes just, his numbers. He was just extremely technical. And, like, I mean, you can tell the way he directs, too. It's mm-hmm. like he's a very technical person. And, like, he's just like, go act over there. Go. <laughs> I don't, I think you said that I, you look like an angel now with too much fervor, Anakin. Yeah, I, do it with less emotion. I need you to say it like you're not really sure what any of the words mean that are coming out of your mouth. But uh, but yeah, 142.08 is a tone poem film where it's just like a racer driving this like really fast vehicle like oh. through this track. And it's just sound effects and everything. There's no music. It's the same thing as this pod race. Huh. And that yeah, was like sure. in 1966. And I think that's really cool. That and really cool. a few years ago at one of the premieres, I think it was the Last Jedi premiere, um, an interviewer was just like, George, what are you up to these days and everything? You're retired and stuff. It's like, oh, you know, I'm just... Uh, just gonna make some some short films just to show my friends and everything, and uh, it, it's like it's like oh you're not gonna show them out to the world. He's like no, just my friends. And then they announced the interviewer's like <laughs> like thinking it's like a joke or something, and I'm just like no, George Lucas did that. Like that's what he likes to do. Yeah, is make these little like it's just so weird his career because he makes these giant blockbusters. Um, and well, mostly just Star Wars and like worked on Indiana Jones, but then also like is really into like experimental filmmaking and stuff. That's just not the same thing. But you see it bleed through like in the pod race scene. So yeah. But uh, but yeah. Anyways, I've been ranting. What's number five, Alyssa? <laughs> um, number five. This one's important, I think, to kind of shut down some of the anti Episode One people. Yeah, sure. Is that it brought in a new young audience? Like, yes. Yeah. People don't like Jar Jar. People don't like Anakin. But I was nine when right. this came out. It's and who? that's the we same were, age Anakin we was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought he was cute. <laughs> I was into it. I thought Jar Jar was funny as hell. I liked the poop and fart jokes. Like, I still kind of do. When his tongue got zapped, you loved it. Right. Yeah, and like, and look at me now. Like, I'm here, you know, 20-something years later still talking about it. Like, it made a new generation of fans. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I, it, they weren't just appealing to the old, you know, the old guard that like loved it from the 80s. Like, sorry to my dad and everything. <laughs> my dad still liked it, too. But my dad was also very pro fart joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's very, uh, yeah, it's very different from the original trilogy. And it's like even more obviously oriented towards kids. <laughs> but then all the politics are really confusing that they're there for like a kids movie. So. That stuff's like... Yeah, I had no idea what was going yeah. on. Even still to this day, I kind of miss what's going on with all that, but... Yeah, bringing like a new audience in. I mean, it's like the sequel trilogy does that too. Uh, but I guess, yeah, Phantom S is even more oriented towards small children. <laughs> and so I guess it's like, it's just kind of the Star Wars of our generation. And then, but then I guess Force Awakens is too, you know? yeah. I'll have to talk to a nine-year-old in 20 years to see how they feel <laughs> about Excuse it. Excuse me! <laughs> but... I mean, if you look, though, like, this brings in younger kids, but we jumped to Revenge of the Sith in just a few short years, and that one's really serious and intense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's still the same... I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like going through like Harry Potter. Yes, yeah. Yeah, same kind of thing of, like... Because we, we were ex- that age. ...experienced that unfolding. I, I feel like I have to say this for episode three, but I have just such, like vivid memories of waiting in line for the theater for episode three with my cousins and that was like so much fun yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i did too. i think i i think i saw it for my birthday because my birthday was always around oh when nice those movies came yeah out. may but um but yeah it's like the sequel trilogy kind of inadvertently also made people um 
like the prequels more, I think, or mm-hmm. at least go back and appreciate them because it's like, oh, like there's fans of totally different things. So it's just like, hey, maybe if you didn't like episode eight or any of them, like episode, <laughs> if you don't like episode nine, that's just not <laughs> yeah. even in the conversation. But <laughs> if you don't like episode eight, maybe you'll like Attack of the Clones or mm-hmm. something like that. It's just very different. And you can just, especially with the Clone Wars TV show, I think that made people appreciate it more. And then mm-hmm. like Rebels and all that. And I mean, people obviously like Ewan McGregor enough as as Obi Wan. That's like that's partly why we're doing the the prequel trilogy right now is to lead directly to the Obi Wan show, which should come out right around when we do our Revenge of the Sith episode. (laughs) It has its new theme. (laughs) I know, uh, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting how like the sequel trilogy accelerated people's uh, forgiveness of the prequels, (laughs) or like they're changing their their feelings on it. Because now it's the nostalgic series. Yeah. To people, it's not even whether one's good and one's bad. Like I'm not saying the new ones are bad uh, at all. It's just oh, this is a different flavor. It's a different taste, you know, mm-hmm. even opposed to, like, Rogue One and Solo and stuff. And, and I would argue even has the most lore, like, compared to, yes. like, 4, 5, and 6, 7, 8, and 9, 1, 2, and 3, that universe is so vast now and, like, mm-hmm. all-encompassing that it's, like, you can live in that part of the Star Wars time for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's, like, I think the looks of um, the sequel trilogy are definitely more stylized and like visually mm-hmm. interesting for the most part, not to discredit the prequels at all, but this one has way more lore and it's not even being like consistent lore. Cause it's like, Oh, obviously it's all the same person. Yeah. But they just, yeah, the, the sequels are more like the originals where it's kind of just focusing on the story and there's stuff around the corners. But mm-hmm. then this one's more like, Hey, let's go sit in these uh, big flying pancakes and talk about <laughs> politics for ten minutes. I still like those. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've always liked them. I never said people were bored by the Senate scenes because the thing is, I liked that because I have always liked politics, stupid shit like that in movies. Or like, I'm going to talk at you. I'm not going to have to fight you. I'm going to talk my way. So I guess ET is part of the Star Wars extended universe, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. Yep. Do you know? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, do you know the Senator E.T.'s name? Because, like, why would anybody know that? Do you know it? <laughs> Senator E.T. You I know guess, it. I guess I just talked myself up with yes, that. Like, you know it, don't you? Wait, was George Lucas involved in E.T. or is it because of Spielberg they're being just involved friends. in doing the music for E.T.? I think like, who was that friends. for? So, in E.T., there's, like, a Boba Fett action figure, I think. Oh, Spielberg put okay. it in as like an homage to his friend. You wouldn't know because you haven't watched it. Uh, I know. I, I read. I read about yeah. this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'll read about it, but yeah. nothing else. I'll cover ET when they do that weird e- ET sequel where the evil ETs come and beat up ET oh, or whatever. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so he put ET in there as as a homage to his friend, and the senator's name is uh, Senator Greebleeps. Greebleeps, <laughs> which is Spielberg <laughs> spelled backwards. Ah. Uh, <laughs> How cute. I love their friendship. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Senator Greebleeks, my favorite character. <laughs> His name is uh, Senator Greebleeks, and <laughs> it's Spielberg spelled backwards. Did you get that? <laughs> also, apparently the Gungans are named, uh, George Lucas said in an interview, they're named after what his son, Jet, uh, called his, like, Tonka trucks. Gun-gun. <laughs> Gun-guns? Gun-guns? I guess. Yeah. So I'm like, and okay, like, sure. That would be a great alien name. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> Like that's where he gets most of his ideas. Just yeah. like things around, like this one. Uh, yeah, this is a uh, Fink. <laughs> that's a fun name. Yeah, uh, this one's Droopy McCool. He's droopy, <laughs> and he sure is cool. 
We love you, George Lucas. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not insulting him. I love him. No, he's great. <laughs> I said for the longest, longest time when I was very little, my mom said, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I said, "I want to work, work for George Mucus." Mucus. Yes, Mucus. I, from some reason, couldn't remember his name was Lucas. Because <laughs> you kept watching as Moses Jones on repeat. Exactly, and so I assumed every movie was directed by George Lucas. So That's <laughs> George fair. Mucus. I was obsessed with Charles Barkley from because of Space Jam, and mm. I called him Charles Broccoli. Charles Broccoli. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> They're so mean to Charles Barkley in Space they Jam. Really yeah. are. <laughs> All the kids are like, "You're just a poser." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> Um, didn't you dress up as, wait, okay, I don't want to spoil anything. So what's your number six? Or is uh, it seven? Six is the costumes. Yes. Especially <laughs> Queen Amidala. Yeah. My yes. style icon. <laughs> Amazing. Everyone's style icon. Really is. No. And just like the, the Asian, like, inspiration, mm-hmm. like, all of, just the research that went into the costume design and creating these, like, just amazing like they felt out of this world but also familiar and i know miss lily young wanted us secret third host of the podcast wanted us to talk about our favorite amandala looks yes she even wanted to record her own but she decided oh. to do this instead because <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I, st- I still have the static i could have used for her lily interruption broadcast Ooh, i'll see if she still wants to yeah we have time mm. yeah but we'll do this Alyssa. what's your you want to just like Rank a couple. A couple? Okay. Only from this film, though? Because, yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Well, yes. here's no, the no, thing. Just do, she doesn't just have do. as many looks in this one as she does in, like, I don't know. I would say episode two is where she really kind of hits her yeah. stride with mm. her style. But uh, my very favorite Amidala look of all time is in this movie. Um, and that is the one she wears at the very end of the movie, the white celebration outfit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I am actually creating that for star wars oh, celebration yeah. the wow. convention next month i haven't really started it yet <laughs> so i should probably get on that um but that's that's probably my favorite look that she ever had i remember seeing it as a child and just like i don't know my world had changed <laughs> oh yeah because it's like a whole like um exaggerated i don't remember what that's called the called the renaissance like coif thingy a collar I mean, like goes i don't know up, it, like no it's her? only it's only behind her oh, i'm not oh. even sure how i'm gonna make it it almost looks kind of like an umbrella like a, yeah, a straw yeah. umbrella like wow. just stuck to her back she looks like that venomous dinosaur a little <laughs> bit yeah yes. a little bit um i mean that's my number one look for this movie for sure but i also honorable mention would be her black feather hat look where mm. it's only her face exposed and then the black yeah obviously I like, like the red Same. the red outfit her main one is like an iconic look it's not my favorite look but it is the one that sold a lot of halloween costumes mm-hmm. that year yeah. everyone i feel like was dressed as that for halloween that year every yeah. girl my age um you could do attack the clones too <laughs> you can yeah. tell i want to yeah. <laughs> yeah. um okay so obviously her uh her ombre lake outfit Ooh, yeah mm-hmm. um when her and anakin kissed for the first time yeah beautiful <laughs> uh yeah. my favorite look for that movie probably is her picnic on naboo outfit which Ooh. is the yellow dress with the the pink rosebuds embroidered on it um it's just so beautiful and ethereal and kind of renaissance-y at yeah. the same time especially mm. with the like little hair bun things on the side which kind of reminiscent of leia a little mm-hmm. bit um, She's very pretty in the Attack of the Clones. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, I could see why Anakin thought she was an angel. Yeah, right. 
Um, and then her, uh, oh, when, uh, <laughs> when she's like wanting to like have Anakin stop going, pursuing her romantically, but she wears this like sexy as oh, hell yeah, black yeah. leather dress with the like black bead thing down the center. <laughs> and like, really? He's like, how? You really want him to see you as like, not as a platonic. And then you're going to come in here wearing like the hottest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, girl. And then you're going to eat that pear as it glides across <laughs> the room. Uh, anyway. Eating floating pears is so romantic. It's sensual. <laughs> and erotic, yeah. But, Christian um, Bale can't do that. Not Christian Bale. Christian what? Gray. Oh, okay. Christian Gray <laughs> can't do that. Christian Bale could, could <laughs> he, rock he it. Could he could do that, yeah. I bet he could. He'd throw it across the room. <laughs> Catch! Connery, what's your favorite look in this movie? Mine is day? is the black and white feather outfit she has yeah. during the Senate meeting. It's my favorite one she does where she's like, oh, I Senate, yeah. yeah, which is I call for a vote of non confidence. No confidence. Yeah, no confidence. I move for a vote of no confidence in <laughs> yeah. Chancellor Valorum's leadership. In it. <laughs> Where's my mom, mate? <laughs> hey, governor. She's like not even British. She's no. like space British. Yeah, space British. Yeah. But that, that's my favorite outfit that she has. I think it looks really cool. It's like I called it her Naboo morning outfit. Yeah. I should stop making fun of British people on the podcast for when we inevitably have a British guest. But Turin just really rubbed off on me. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be helped. His anti-colonial uh, perspective <laughs> on cinema. <laughs> Tyler, what, was that, is that your favorite outfit, too, that she wears? Um, oh, she has the giant, like, almost jester-y thing. That's Ooh. her hair, though. Yeah, in, in, in that scene. Yeah. Oh, with the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just want to be different and say her outfit when they she reveals herself to not be the queen uh, uh, at the, the when they meet with the Gungans uh, velvet yeah it's like orange and it's like more functional mm-hmm. to wear in the in swamps of Naboo yeah. <laughs> you know I just want to highlight that one a little bit because I feel like that one's not talked to, uh, about very much so mm. uh, I don't know if all the costumes were made by the same person but they're all amazing <laughs> they are they're pretty stellar I'd love to see them in person I know they had them in. Uh, a museum up oh. in uh, like Seattle a couple of years oh, ago. I don't know where they are now, but I would love to see them. It yeah, that'd be great. Museum. It could. Yeah, it's like maybe they'd be at Fitum at some point or something. Because mm-hmm. I saw that when, but that when Force Awakens came out, I saw some of the outfits there, and they had some Crimson Peak ones too and stuff. That was really mm-hmm. cool. Not Crimson Tide. No, Crimson, <laughs> Crimson Peak. That's still on my list <laughs> to give them again and be like emphasize Crimson. <laughs> Peak. Yeah. <laughs> Send a trailer. Part of me wants to attach the attach thing, like, hey, uh, last time you did uh, Crimson Tides, I want Crimson Peaks. No hard feelings. It's so fun. <laughs> I feel like that's very fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitasa Chobasa, what's number seven? <laughs> number seven. Uh, okay. This one's a little bit more serious. I think they actually do a really good job with this movie of planting the seed for Anakin to turn to the dark side, but Mm. still, like, you're wondering, like, how's it going to happen? But they've planted this seed of kind of like the wealth disparity between planets. We see Tatooine, that's basically a third world planet. Slavery exists there. And then we have Coruscant, like a first world bustling metropolis. And the Jedi are there basically just sitting around, not actually improving the lives of the people in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. And so you could see kind of like how that's going to like deep rooted in Anakin come back to like when he does finally get back to Tatooine. And mm-hmm. he's like, what what the hell have I been doing this whole time? Like, we're not actually like they're fighting for yeah. the same system of oppression the entire time. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't bring up economics a whole lot. Well, he wants to start a new empire, so... Yeah, right. And he also just... 
I guess that's for the Attack of the Clones episode, but he does just yeah. slaughter a bunch of innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them beat well, up his wife. Uh, they, his they, wife, his mom. Uh, 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 I'll say a great deal amount of hand in torturing his own mother. So true. I don't think he's in the wrong. He slaughtered the children, which is wrong, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't feel like Anakin feels like he's going to try and change things for the better so much as the the situation that that's been created is kind of like what ultimately leads him to turn to the dark side yeah. of. Either way, it'd be a bloody crusade with him. Right. It'd be, I, I saw this one thing where it was like a this YouTube video. What happened if Anakin like won basically, and it was just big or like killed Sidious, but then like a Jedi civil war would just be inevitable with the people who sided with Anakin's way of thinking versus people who sided with like Obi Wan and Yoda still and being like, no, the old ways, and he'd be like, no, we have to, we have to change everything. Like, look what happened. <laughs> That'd be a great like alternate universe comic or something. I'd love yeah. to see that. Yeah, this guy did a really like thorough, like fun thing where I was like, this is really, really cool. <laughs> but you know, which is like stills and stuff. But I'd love like an alt alt universe comic of that. Really, really I would. Yeah. But um Yeah, Anakin. Um, Anakin, Anakin, Anakin. Just that I think they did a effective job of like the foreshadowing and that kind of thing. That of what comes later. Yeah, this movie has one of the best posters ever for a Star oh, Wars with movie. The yeah. With the shadow. The yeah. shadow of Vader, yeah. That's mm-hmm. like stuck in my head for years. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> There's also something it's I think it's when I think it's a line Yoda says near the end of the movie when he finally ex, like allows Obi-Wan to train Anakin mm-hmm. and he's just like, "Oh, like training him is a mistake. Like I don't agree with it, but I'll let you do it." And he says something about the training where it's just like, "Oh, it could be uh, like fear, fear driven, or something like that. He's very mm. worried about it, and then you hear a little cue of Darth Vader's theme. Ooh, I didn't cool. notice oh, that I didn't pick up on when it. he first shows up on the on the ship uh, in A New Hope. It's like the same. It's not the Imperial March; it's the Darth uh-huh. Vader theme, mm-hmm. uh, just for like a little thing. So, oh. you, know, you know, John Williams, smart, that ties the genius. Into my, <laughs> that ties into my number eight, which is the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rules. Yeah, duel the fates. I, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. Where I got, I think I got it from Amoeba. It might have been from a thrift store. Oh, you know what? I think Cameron Takeda gave it to me from a thrift store, like when he went camping. <laughs> but he got the Phantom Menace score, and, and he gave it to me, and I just used to play it in my old car that had a CD player. So, <laughs> Hell yeah! And I remember because it was around the end of college and graduated, like the ceremony, and mm-hmm. I got in my car and went to the last track and did the uh, the celebration thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I just blasted that in my car. Because <laughs> I graduated. Yeah, that's good. You had a little wub nub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, do do You held aloft your diploma in the air as it shone into the sky. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This is some of the like this movie has some of the best Star Wars music. I think. Sure. Um, any favorite tracks besides Duel of the Fates, which is the best song ever made? <laughs> yeah, one of them for sure. Um, I think like I'm so poo poo. I'm duping big, stepping a big doo doo this time. <laughs> yeah. But oh, you total, total stink awaits. Yeah, there's a. It, it's so whimsical a lot of the time, which I actually do enjoy. Like I do, I think I, I do like like the Gungan theme that plays, where it's very like doop a doop a doop. And uh, I don't know, Duel of the Face is just so like all encompassing. It just dominates every other song in this when it comes on. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, I don't even know if I know any of the other tracks by name the way I know that one by name. Mm-hmm. But I mean, John Williams did such a great job. Obviously, it's John Williams, but yeah. he did a great job taking this franchise that we already know and had iconic music and expanding on it and 
yeah. somehow still creating more iconic music. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the costumes for me where it's like I'll bring up because trying to pay attention to anything I haven't paid attention to before in this movie <laughs> and the music when they just first go to the Jedi Council. I think Anakin's not even there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the music in the background is like orchestral and it's very like light, but yeah. it's very it feels mysterious and it's like it's not like benevolent. It's not uh, benevolent. Right. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, but it's not as like optimistic as you think it being the Jedi. They're very more like mysterious wizards. Mm-hmm. It's like They're, tense. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like trying to pay attention to anything. But it's like, yeah, even like the least interesting costume, like the least like prominent song is still like phenomenal in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Is one of the things on your list Qui Gon? Because I, I need to talk about Qui Gon. Uh, <laughs> I need to talk about You know what? I was going to write down, but I ran out of room that it introduced some really iconic characters, and Qui Gon is one of them. So mm-hmm. if you want to tell yeah. us what you love. Well, yeah. I mean, what's, what's iconic for you? I mean, Qui Gon, especially. Um, I mean, it introduced Padme, and I love Padme yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. Um, she really is great, and like this, yeah. this movie doesn't give her much to work with. <laughs> no, it really didn't. There's yeah. scenes with, uh, I guess Jar Jar, where like Ahmed Best, the actor, is there. Yeah. But it seems like people are acting against nothing, and I'm like, that's how like rough the. I don't know if it's all direction or whatever. It's just like a lot of things adding. It's like to what's that. going on there, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. Yeah, no, I love Liam Neeson as yeah. like probably, you know, I was nine. This is probably the first thing I ever saw Liam Neeson in. Me so too. to me, this was this was his role. This is yeah. originating role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's definitely got to be the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Liam Neeson. It's almost a bummer that like Qui-Gon's basically just in this one. I mean, he the point because he dies. Yeah. I'd really like if he lived to Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be a whole different thing, like yeah. a whole different, which I'll, t- I'll talk about <laughs> in a little bit. But um, yeah, Qui-Gon, even Jar Jar, like just put him more in Attack of the Clones. Put him in Revenge of the Sith. Like, come on. <laughs> like he proposes the Galactic Empire, basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not He's directly, not directly, but he gives the, the Chancellor more power. But mm-hmm. it's just like he wasn't that bad. Like, it's one of those things where it's like the one of the only good examples of people listening to the audience to make a movie better is Sonic mm-hmm. just because he looked scary. <laughs> um, but I just feel like George Lucas is reacting too much to how people felt about him. Mm, he's about very Jar sensitive. I love Jar Jar, and I think maybe if I'm honest, he's probably the character in the Star Wars universe I relate to the most because yeah. my life is just like slapstick <laughs> comedy. I am just like getting hurt and breaking things Buster every Keaton. single day of my life. Yeah. So I finally saw him. I was like, representation matters <laughs> at last. Yeah. <laughs> of, uh, Clumsy people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Does Obi Wan say something? It's like you are foolish and you are clumsy or something. Yeah, so, he says a whole bunch of mean he's things. So sassy. He's so mean. Yeah, he's, he's such so a mean. sassy yeah. queen in this one, actually. Yeah, he's very. He's the sassiest in this. He's more. Uh, he he evens out in the other ones. Like yeah, he he's becomes way more, more mellow. Yeah, because he has to. T- I feel like it's because he has to take care of Anakin. He has to, like yeah. somebody to look after. So we like mellows out he, like he's still sassy but like he's, he's he's like an ice queen in this movie yeah, yeah. he's like hardcore like i fucking hate jar jar like, i hate this stupid kid i hate yeah when he's talking about anakin he's like why do i feel like we've just gained another pathetic life form like yeah. you're talking about a nine-year-old kid oh, yeah. you a pathetic well, life and quite game looks i'm like relax like what the hell yeah oh man um but 
Yeah, I think... Uh, talk about Qui-Gon, Tyler. No, we got to talk about Sio Bibble, the most iconic character. Okay, talk <laughs> about Sio <laughs> Bibble. <laughs> He's just the old politician man who's always like, you have to help us. That guy oh, yeah. with the, be- the goatee, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. The slaughter of our people. <laughs> and at a certain point, it's like, man, he's got a lot of lines. Mm. I was thinking that while I was watching it. Underrated. I was like, he has such a big part, and I don't he know does. his name at all. Yeah. They never say his name. Yeah. Is it Silo Bibble? Sio Bibble. Sio Bibble. Yeah. What, what's that backward? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steven Spielberg. We <laughs> 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 play it backwards and summon Satan. <laughs> um, yeah. Qui-Gon, I think, is still my favorite uh Star Wars character. This this movie made me question more about his his uh, ethics and everything <laughs> and how he goes about things. Because I used to always be like, oh yeah, like he'll use the force to like manipulate things because he's not always doing what the council wants. Like yeah. he's not just like pure light side Jedi like Obi Wan. He'll manipulate things to like for the betterment of people. Mm-hmm. But then you can't really argue that with all like he doesn't save. His mom. And, like, yeah. there's even the line... And he'll right, use Jedi mind tricks at the drop of a hat. Yeah, he he just, really does not mind doing that. Yeah. He does it so, like, casually to boss Nass. It, it, it looks like it requires no effort. He's just mm. like, you'll give us a ship. You'll let us go through, like, the planet core yeah. and everything. Like, That's their, like, king. And he's yeah. so annoyed when it doesn't work on... <laughs> on uh, Watto. On Watto, he's like... <sighs> yeah. Fine. <laughs> but, uh... And then Anakin's like, I'll come back one day, Mom, and rescue, like, you and all the slaves or whatever. And it's just like... Well, Qui-Gon's right there. Like, it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, Anakin has a better moral compass than than Anakin or Obi-Wan. Like, Obi-Wan, he's not, like, light side, like, morally. He's, like, light side bureaucratically. Yeah, exactly. You know? But then, um, uh, yeah, but then Qui-Gon also, also just, uh, uh, just uh, sticks a needle in a child without uh, asking for permission yeah. from anybody. <laughs> and then Anakin goes... Ouch! <laughs> it's like, what was you're that? You're fine. Obi-Wan tests this blood. <laughs> it's like, oh, I was just testing for infection. I'm like, you're lying to each other. You could have, like, injected him with something that, like, nobody knows. Like, it's like, oh, I was just testing all the metachlorians. Like, he's just like, oh, freak. You know, like, it's like, what are you doing, Qui-Gon? Like, he you're... believes he's the chosen one. <sighs> yeah, no, I mean, it's Morpheus-like. You yeah. know, he's just like, a pro- like, he's a... Qui-Gon would absolutely, if he survived and trained Anakin, he would be Morpheus. He'd, he'd then, be so dogmatic with Anakin. He'd be like, yeah, you are you are the one. Yeah. And uh, speaking to that, I was just listening to uh, a podcast about Re- Matrix Resurrections. Oh, nice. Um, podcast, like, it's 1999. <laughs> cool. Actually, it's like a bonus episode. The, with, the uh, peak of our uh, civilization. <laughs> yes, 1999. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, Emily Vanderwerf was on there. But they were talking about, like, how it's, like, just to have a revolution and everything it's like you can't just like destroy everything it's like mm-hmm. you also need to be inside of the government that like exists like the powers that be it's like what do you do because it's like ultimately anakin just tears everything down yeah but then the empire happens so it's just like another here's the new boss thing mm-hmm. but then so it's just i don't know the whole thing it just gets too complex but basically like if qui-gon was still around i feel like him and anakin would like infiltrate the jedi in a certain way where mm. it's just like we need to have like so you do think there'd be a coup anyway both anakin and qui-gon not with violence but i think anakin would have like radical ideology mm-hmm. that like would go against what the jedi want but ultimately it would lead to actual like balance but do you think but a lot of jedi like mace windu and yoda would like go along with that because i don't think so <laughs> i think maybe mace windu would finally come around on yeah. it but I don't know. We're just talking about really we're doing like fan fiction right now. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm talking about a different whole perspective, and it's just like, yeah, thank you for stopping me. Yeah, but it just I just find the ideas of Qui Gon and like the possibility of what could have been very interesting, and it I is. also mm-hmm. just like how 
his lightsaber, like Obi-Wan's lightsaber style in this is pretty like precise. And mm. Qui-Gon's just basically like Liam Neeson is a very tall man. And he basically <laughs> just baseball bats everybody with his lightsaber. <laughs> and I really like that. Yeah, that's good. Okay, bit. sorry. It's good. We can move on that's to it. the next well, scene. Well, that's actually a good segue into my number nine, which is the fight choreography. Yeah. Like compared mm. to episodes four, five, six, like this really kind of just brought the fighting style to mm-hmm. a whole new level. Truly. It's it was so most, much more fun to watch. Yeah. It's like the most graceful. I mm-hmm. guess, you know? mm. I did like the, sorry. I feel like I'm, now I'm getting self-conscious and feel like I'm talking to no, you. I just, on, I f- didn't they like, you're the host of the show. <laughs> I don't have the information, but isn't Darth Maul. Wasn't he like a martial art, yeah. like master essentially. Yeah. Ray Park. He was like mm-hmm. a martial artist and stuntman. He was a uh, toad in the first X-Men. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Mario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, What'd you say? I thought you were going to say in Mario. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) He's voicing Toad next to Chris Pratt. Hi! What what does Storm say in X-Men? Like, what is it? What happens when you, like, uh, put a Toad to electricity? The same thing that happens to everything else. It's like the worst line. I'm just like, what? She really thought she did something there. (laughs) Say there's everything else. But that's Ray Park. Um, He's Snake Eyes in the G.I. Joe movies. Um, Not the newest uh movie called Snake Eyes, but that i don't know but yeah mostly stuntman and he he comes back as the body double he's he doesn't voice darth maul ever oh uh he's voiced by different people but he is in like that one sequence in solo where darth maul just randomly shows up in a hologram (laughs) right right right. yeah that's him but um but he also does he did mocap for the clone wars last season too oh cool he did mocap for darth maul when he's fighting ahsoka uh, on malastare for if that means anything to anybody, <laughs> all these random words put together <laughs> <laughs> equal Star Wars. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's like they had actual choreography there. I don't remember if Nick uh, Gillard was involved in this movie. He definitely was in the second and third one, but he was like the swordsman trainer. Mm. Mm. So especially in two and three with like Anakin and Obi-Wan, especially by the third one, like they're just so good at what they do. <laughs> and it's just really entertaining. That's um, great. But yeah, okay, sorry, tangent. Oh, I should stop good. saying sorry. This is my <laughs> your show, Star Wars Land. <laughs> yes, this is literally like your thing. <laughs> what else, Alyssa? Um, okay, well, I don't know if I'm finishing strong with my list, but number ten. And when you think about all the different names of the Star Wars movies, how badass is the phantom menace yeah. compared to everything else it's like good. it's so cool they put like i feel like so much more thought into that title than they did to any of the other ones mm-hmm. the last jedi the first jedi the, <laughs> I, I don't know they all start to kind of run together but like yeah. the phantom menace mm-hmm. well, come on i remember thinking like the force awakens when that came out i'm like that's really clunky like what does that mm-hmm. mean but in context it does make sense mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. at least at the time and things changed again i guess mm-hmm. i don't know but yeah i think the phantom menace is really it's it's very ominous yeah yeah up to the point where at the end of the movie it feels like i mean they're talking about like who this phantom menace yeah. is like yeah. you say the movie line <laughs> they say the thing in the movie <laughs> the title. um but and like oh, but who who is the master and who is the apprentice and then they, they just like uh do we kill the master or the apprentice dolly over to palpatine <laughs> I also didn't notice until that's in the third one, you guys. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> right, so I thought Pad- it was Lord of the Rings again. That's when Padme's being all pensive and sad in like her penthouse. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I noticed where 
Palpatine has like longer gray hair earlier in the movie, and mm-hmm. then at the end he has like more orange hair. He looks youth more youthful. Oh, and I I'm didn't like, notice oh, that. Is he getting more gaining power? life power? Yes. And I'm like, oh, like because there's so many things. Like if you want to go through the whole like Rise of Skywalker thing. Not that it was planned, but it's just like, oh, because a Sith Lord died, did he get more power back again? Maybe. Back from the Force or whatever, because he wants to control all the Force. Mm. Like, uh, that's just like, could be one theory, or just he's getting more powerful because he's feeling good because he's the Emperor. He's the Chancellor. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like, having his like little midlife. Palpatine's got his group back. (laughs) He broke broke out the champagne. He's like, I'm the Chancellor. (laughs) He got the hair dyed. He was like, time for a new look. (laughs) I'm I'm the youthful guy. The Emperor's new clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He tans. He's got good old Trump face. (laughs) (laughs) Just smear of tan grease paint. Takes it all off immediately when he puts on a robe <laughs> to look as pale as possible. I mean, I feel like I've presented a really strong argument here for why it's a yeah, good movie. I agree. But I do have my like list of a few things that I dislike about the movie if you want to talk about those. Sure. Let's hit it. Um, the Number one, introducing a scientific basis for the Force, the midi-chlorians yeah. and all that. Yeah. Like, I feel like that was so unnecessary, and I didn't like it. Yeah, not that anybody know. really enjoyed that. It, it just felt really unnecessary. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things with all of Star Wars where I just process it, and I'm like, okay, this is how it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I guess that's it's it. It's like I don't need to argue for it, but even watching it this time, I'm like, yeah, like before this, it was always about like basically anybody can be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Now it's about like weird science and like uh-huh. alchemy and, and stuff and like genetic engineering. <laughs> and at a certain point, it's just like, well, that's not as fun. Like I kind of like it as a franchise thing, but I don't like it as like, it's not inspiring to people. Yeah. It's just like, oh, you're born with it or you're not. Like, well, that sucks. And Anakin's like immaculate conception from midi chlorians. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, That's right. Weird. And it's like, oh, it's most likely Palpatine, but like no one even ever talked about it. It's not confirmed. Doesn't so like the Clone like, Wars introduce that? like force gods basically in that one episode? It's they're like, uh, yeah, we can talk about it off like. <laughs> <laughs> but they're basically like scions of good and and of like the light side and dark side. Okay, and like the the brothers dark side. Yeah, he's a sis- big bat. Sisters light side, and mm-hmm. the father is like the living force. I think. Uh, okay, Weird. Uh, I need to rewatch that episode. But it's a fun yeah. one. I remember. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> Jar Jar is good. He's a Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I still like that canon that he's a Sith Lord. <laughs> Uh, I like I like that Jar Jar brings up that he doesn't like the Force when they're on the ship, <laughs> and also they don't badmouth any of his gods ever. But they, he immediately is on the ship and he's like, "Fuck the Force." But I kind of would like to explore that a little bit more in like a movie where there's like kind of anti-Force people, or mm-hmm. because it is like, "Oh, you have all these powers like that I'll never have." Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a bunch of like non-Force sensitive people that kind of like it's like a witch hunt or just oh, like yeah. an, a splinter group of people that like are anti-Jedi and everything because of that reason. Yeah, I don't think we've ever had that before. Like, we have people who are either ignorant of the Force or think it's a myth, but there's nobody ever who actually outright hates them for being, like, Force users. Yeah, and Jar Jar's going to lead it. (laughs) 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 He's the the man behind all this. He's pulling all the strings. He's pulling Palpatine thinks he's pulling all the strings, and then Jar Jar reveals them to himself. He's just another puppet. And then Palpatine's like, everything's proceeding as I have foreseen, even though Jar Jar tells him that he's controlling it. Like, I knew I was a pawn, and I love it. <laughs> you saw think me just a pawn in your game? Me six, ste- me saw six steps ahead of you. <laughs> I would watch that show. It's <laughs> <laughs> like bright orange red eyes. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was on Wikipedia, and there was a picture of a, of a Sith Lord Gungan. 
Was yes. it cool? Yeah, it was pretty cool. I'll yeah. show you a picture later. <laughs> Thanks. Speaking of Sith Lord Jar Jar, that was going to be one of my costumes for Star Wars Celebration next month. <laughs> yeah. But like a sexy version. <laughs> but I could not find, for the life of me, the Jar Jar Binks mask, like full head mask, mm. anywhere. Well, it's on eBay. The cheapest oh, I yeah. saw was like $100. Yeah, because it's like the whole rubber thing. Remember, we went to LA Comic Con and there was a Jar Jar Fusion character. What was it? It was like Jar Jar and something else. Did you see it? Maybe it was. I, I remember seeing it. And I kept on. Begging. I was there with it was Jar Jar and Freddy Krueger. Oh, right, oh, right. Yeah, maybe you didn't see it. No. I was up, no. up above. I think you were out like on the the floor or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. I really wanted. I, I like walked after him for a little bit, but then he was walking too fast. I'm like, I don't want to run after him and scare him because he's in this Jar Jar mask. He can't see behind him, and I don't want to scare. Excuse Freddy. me, Jar Jar Krueger. Turns around and <laughs> accidentally <laughs> hits me with his hand blades. What do you think he went by more, Jar Jar Kruger or Freddie Binks? Mr. Binks hyphen Kruger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like both of those. That was like Freddie uh, Binks. Yeah, Freddy Jar Jar Binks. Kruger is better though. Yeah. Jar Jar Kruger. That reminds me of when I, I, walking home or walking to my car from the Comic Con, same convention. I saw somebody in a Bloodborne Hunter outfit, which I always think like very hard to pull off. It's like a really intense outfit. And I did like a hand signal, like kind of everybody should know in the game, which I'm raising my arm, then my other arm's vertical, kind of like a clock pointing at three o'clock. And I did that at him walking by, and he just looked at me like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, okay. I guess you don't know. I'm like, like I'll keep on. His friends got it, because they're, oh. they're like, oh, yeah. And he was like, what the, what the hell are you maybe doing? he was blinded by the giant mask he was wearing. Yeah, his <laughs> insight wasn't high enough to see it, maybe. I don't know. That's just a few oh. Bloodborne fans out there. Wink. I'm going to cut that out. Why? <laughs> just kidding. It's not Star Wars related. We need more time for Mace Windu. He does nothing in this movie. He does nothing. Um, he says, mm, I think we'd have known that the Sith returned. Shut the hell up. Okay, one little thing I don't like about the movie, uh, before I throw it back at Alyssa, is that they uh, when the ship explodes when in the very beginning of the movie... Uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan get up and pull out their lightsabers from a ship exploding like far away. Yeah. Like I felt a sense. It's like, okay, I get that they like felt it in the force or whatever, yeah. but it's like, why did they pull out the lightsabers and they put them away? It'd be such a cool reveal of like, cause the lightsabers are like a very cool, important thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, what if they did? And it was like a dolly out or something like just something more interesting to yeah. show them. Like in, like I liked, I love the idea of them being in the gas mm-hmm. and then they come out like the lightsabers ignite in the gas. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like, what if that was the first time we saw a lightsaber in the movie? That'd be really that's tight. A good point. That's yeah. my little nitpicky thing where it's just like, that'd be so cool. Uh, no, that's good. Because when they first show up in that like conference room too, they like both, they both uh, turn to the camera mm-hmm. and like pull off their hoods as if it's like people were supposed to know. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's Don and Chewie. It's you know, guys. It's like, yeah, it's just like, oh, I don't know these characters yet. So, but, but he, but George Lucas really doesn't do like fan servicey stuff. He's like, this is a story I'm telling. So. Yeah. Like, they're important. You don't know it yet, but you're going to love them. Yeah. Is there anything else you don't like, Alyssa? Just two things. Um, I don't know. I'll just say them together. Uh, sure. The first one is Watto's facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> it just, yeah. like, grosses me out. Yeah. It's uh, it's kind of puby. Actually, just, just, like, anytime there's facial hair on an alien in Star Wars, like, it's never right. Like, Dexter Jetster's mustache. It's never oh, good. Come on. Best mustache in the galaxy. It's upsetting looking. It is upsetting. I don't. Like, like the, just the texture, like the kind of bristly, I don't know. Anyway, that's one of them. And then, um, just this, all the stereotyped accents. Oh, oh yeah. So yeah. Bad. Very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Especially uh, the Nemoidians, the, yeah. uh, green, yeah. the green guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy who voices Newt Gunray, uh, who is the main, 
uh, Noble. He's like the head of the Trade Federation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is also Ki Mundi, who's the Jedi with the big potato head. Oh, okay. Who's like what got, about the droid attack on the Wookiees? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what does he say oh. in this one? He's like he says he has like one line in this movie. I don't remember what it is. Um, and that's a white guy. He's not. Uh, <laughs> He's not Thai or Asian or uh, Southeast Asian or anything. Right. Yeah. So it's like, that's something that uh, really doesn't age well. And yeah. we were watching it and I kind of like zoned out for it because like you, he, they're in it a lot in the beginning. Uh-huh. And then static. And then near the end, uh, they say something again. Like when when they're losing the battle, mm-hmm. and Lily's just like, does Disney Plus have like the the warning in the beginning where it's like <laughs> this movie has outdated stereotypes and everything? Because they probably should. Yeah. But it's the, like they can get a, they feel like they can get away with it because they're like, well, they're aliens. It's, space. it's like, yeah. it's like, uh. But I remember, um, I'm probably wrong on the specific like dialect and everything, but I remember that's like, oh, they're in, sp- like, to do like a Thai dialect, I think. Uh-huh. Mm. And it's just like, don't do, don't do, it's I so obviously wouldn't be done, yeah. it wouldn't be done like now, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not defending it, but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's really rough in this movie in particular. And like, the Gungans can like, that could be problematic too. It's just like, close enough where it's just like that's probably not good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh to the point where it's like i don't want to impersonate a gungan oh, okay but right. do i like jar jar a lot yeah yeah and like Wado Wado oh, as well my best rules. only Wado's money well. oh yeah Wado's yeah bad <laughs> yeah. too yeah oh my god yeah doesn't somebody threaten to chop one of his wings off so he flies in a circle forever no I thought somebody did that. Oh wait, maybe it's your fantasy. I guess so. I don't <laughs> remember. Remember that? That's not a vivid. Oh man, maybe that's maybe that's some me. like fan thing I saw of something. It was somebody <laughs> say, of, like someone doing a faux Obi Wan saying that to him. I'm like, I don't think Obi Wan even speaks to Watto. <laughs> um, before the pod race, <laughs> before the pod race, Qui Gon just is. He runs into Watto and says like, "Hello, my blue friend." <laughs> and like Lily thought that was really funny. I'm like, I was like, "What? Oh, like why is that so funny?" She's like, "It's just really funny." It's, it's just like, like, "Hello, my blue friend." It's, it's just good. It's just really funny. I'm like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> like I don't know. I think it's good, but she just really enjoyed him calling Watto his blue friend by his skin color. Like, I, well, I guess yeah. like like that's I guess if you read, it's like you read too much into anything. Right. But it's just like, uh, yeah, just like. I don't know. Watto's just weird. He's yeah. just a weird guy. And then it's like, what do you call yeah. He's a creepy friend? slave owner. Like, yeah, he's a disgusting. bad thing. <laughs> he's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Watto. I hope he's in um, the Obi-Wan show. He probably mm. will be. Just old and mm-hmm. distorted. Oh, God. His nose just even drew beer. <laughs> His nose drew beer. His wings barely support him anymore. Just one wing flying in a circle. <laughs> flying in a circle. Did you get a, a stuffed Watto from... I got that for you, yeah. Oh, you got it for me, but yeah. I just forgot if you got one for yourself, too. No, I didn't, but I was just at Disneyland a couple weeks ago, and I almost bought the Jar Jar one. Oh. It was very cute as well. Yeah. Yeah, when you went to um, Galaxy's Edge one time, I asked... I demanded that you get me the <laughs> what, what I called the baby Watto, and I said it on this episode before or on this yeah, podcast before. And Connor was like, "Baby Watto? Why would you make that?" And it's just like it's just like a tiny Watto plushie. And I was like, "Why do you but, want a slave owner plushie?" Yeah, I just, well, like I don't know. I, I, should, I don't know what to merch, do with them now. All the merch in Galaxy's Edge is so cute because it's like set up in a series of stalls, and the merchandise looks like it was like handcrafted on like. You know, a, a little planet. Yeah, it's cute. Like, it's cute. Yeah. It doesn't look like just your basic merch. Yeah, I say that to Tyler just to bother him. Where There's, there's no real problem <laughs> no, having no. a baby Watto. Well, it's not up to us to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my whole list. So That's great. Yeah. That was, that was a good comprehensive list, though. I will say that. Good, yeah. good, good. 
Uh, Odo Gunga, underappreciated. The underwater city. Oh, that place is lovely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, when I saw, it, I'm like, that's a this is a beautiful city. <laughs> Just the design, the concept of it, of like the different little bubbles, mm-hmm. and they're all glowing. I I love that. I was yeah, obsessed they all look with like that. Chinese lanterns or something. They're beautiful. <laughs> um, there's always a bigger fish, except mm-hmm. the bigger one is not a fish because it has arms. Quite yeah, on. I'm like a giant <laughs> salamander dinosaur. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm just going through. Like I'm just skimming all my notes now. I don't know if there's what else. I there's so much more I could talk about. I'm there's, just thinking of. There's my favorite what we line. Should. There's my favorite line in the whole movie, which Obi Wan says Anakin in the end, where Anakin where he says, "I you will be a Jedi." I promise. And I was like, yeah, that's really nice. I'm like, it's really nice. And like, there's like that dark undertone of like, you know, what's coming. And I was just like, Oh, but that promise will never come really like, fully be realized ever. Cause he'll be like a Jedi Knight. Yeah. But then he's going to turn, he's going to turn to the dark side. I think I saw like a TikTok or something of that, of, um, of him doing that. Then just you kind of like, the dark side music playing in the background and then like him morphing into Darth Vader. And I was like, Oh my God, that's, that's sad. I always felt like it was kind of dirty of Qui-Gon to, on his deathbed, be like, promise me yeah, you'll train absolutely. him. Like, well, you know that he's going to agree to anything you say in that moment. Oh, well, yeah. And otherwise, like, he's like, he'll be lost to us. Like, the Jedi Council won't take him. He's he, His eyes, he's the chosen one. So he's like, yeah. you're the only person I can trust to do this. I guess so. I mm-hmm. feel like somehow Anakin would, like, he would just be a lot darker, maybe. Who knows if it would be a lot darker if he, like... Because I feel like eventually he'd break out of Tatooine being that powerful. Yeah. He'd figure out some stuff with the Force. He'd be more like raw with the Force. It'd be unruly and scary. He'd be like almost like an animal using it. Um, I think it'd be just a very like... He'd be like more like a warlord of Tatooine pretty much. More so than like I feel like a Jedi of any kind. Hmm. Or like he'd probably kill the Huts and then like become the new leader. Be like everyone's free but I have to impose my order on everybody here still. Um, well, I think before we go, we just have to touch on all the makeup effects, Alyssa, since you're here. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we don't have to go through them or anything, but are they good? <laughs> Jar Jar's yeah. legs, are they good? <laughs> I mean, everything that's not CGI looks great. Yeah, we we talked off mic a little <laughs> bit about the, the, the pig, pig man, or you said, what did you say? I said, okay, and yeah, so there's the one guy on the Jedi Council. Wait, is he on the Jedi Council? Or is uh, he? Yeah, yeah, he is, right? I think he's on the Council. Even Peel, he looks like a pig. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, he just looks like a haunted Dobby, like, from, like... <laughs> I don't know, just with the ears, yeah. and he has the scar across his face. It was like, I don't know. But, I mean, if that's if that's practical effects, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Yeah. Yeah, the character all... design, all the aliens look great. Standing in front of Stacey Tin, another Jedi <laughs> alien man. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward laughter, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like, all these names, how do you know what about all of these like gibberish names? <laughs> what about what about Uriel Poof? He's the guy in the in the in the council who has like the really long neck. I was just, just about to ask who's the one with the really long neck. This is <laughs> like the real before. reason you wanted to do Star Wars because yeah. you needed like to like names. disperse this knowledge out into the world. I don't know yeah. if it's you knowledge. <laughs> You're like a mushroom spore this way, just like yeah. expelling all I'm of this onto everybody. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the alien spore from uh, Alien Covenant. <laughs> everybody <laughs> a little gungan's gonna bust out everyone's back and after this recording oh jeez! and turn to a clicker from the last of They're us like excuse me <laughs> excuse me oh my god do we my have anything Star else Wars. to say 
I like this movie. We all like this movie, right? It's a good movie, yes. Um, it's a good movie. There's several times throughout the movie I'm like, this part's kind of boring. This part, this acting kind of stinks in this scene. <laughs> but by the end of it, I'm like, I like that. That was fun. I enjoyed it. Like, I don't know. I could just watch. This is probably one of the ones that I can just watch the most. Mm. Like, I rewatched yeah. this one probably the most. Maybe Revenge of the Sith the second most. See, Revenge um, of the Sith is a top for me. I, I watch think I watch Attack times. of the Clones the most, probably. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, I just um, watched Attack of the Clones two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess because the originals, like, I've seen so many times before, but they're also, like, right. these are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But Phantom Menace, I can just... There's just so much to chew on, I think, yeah. is, is yeah. the big thing. It's like, like, there's so much to think about. Yeah. I think episode six is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, I think so, too. But... I rewatched the prequels far more than I rewatched right. those. I mean, I've seen them so many times and now, I don't know. Now it's, it's fun rewatching the prequels. There's more, I don't know. There's, it's, it, it is, it's something different every time I kind of like look at it a different way. Everything mm. is so detailed and layered to like the world. Like it's so fleshed mm-hmm. out. I mean, it is an original star Wars, but this one, like you see Coruscant and everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, some of the effects like look a little, don't like look a little dated at points and everything, but just the way they flesh out the worlds, like George Lucas fleshed it out, and um, Doug Doug Chiang, I think, uh, is his name. He's he was he designed like all the uh, he's like the head of doing all like the miniatures and everything, and he does like all the concept art and everything. And he's still involved in this the TV shows like Mandalorian and everything. And so he's just nice. been around. He's kind of like he's he's helped keep that consistent look in the new TV shows and stuff. But I think mm-hmm. he started with this one, and just everything looks so cool. Darth Maul looks cool. He does. Yeah, cool. Darth Maul's so cool yeah mm-hmm. most of the things in this movie looks really cool so um well any, does, any do we have anything else to say we don't have to <laughs> I, th- I think i'm good to go yeah well um Listen. i do i do have one game to play yeah oh, let's, let's play, play a game. Uh, related to padme and her fashion sense oh. what's one outfit in this movie that you would wear that's not a padme outfit it's not a padme oh. outfit okay just to make it tough I need a second to remember everyone else's outfits. She sort of steals the show with yeah, her. Truly. Uh, I'll s- I'll start with mine just to give you guys sure, time shoot. to think. Uh, my serious answer, well, I don't know how serious it is, but uh, is Captain Panaka's outfit. <laughs> how in the dare beginning. you? I was going to do that one. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that is that the security guy? Yeah. yeah he's got a big old too. hat. He looks kind of like a baker <laughs> or something. Yeah, I was like, I feel like I totally rocked that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Connor. All good. Yeah, you can, I'll take this thing else. We, if we were in this movie, though, we would be two of the like Naboo guards. Oh yeah, hands down. <laughs> but my uh, my even more serious answer is Watto's outfit. Uh, uh, the, just like the, a belt, you know, like a, a weird sauce wife beater on your head. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He wears that in the second one. Oh okay. <laughs> or, yeah, in this one, he just has like a open he vest. has a vest, yeah. open vest, no shirt. Yeah, he's wearing like uh, like assless chaps, basically. <laughs> With like no no middle like no groin area so yeah um yeah that's what that's what I'm wearing to Star Wars Dust Bunker Night um, oh, disgusting nice. <laughs> I uh, for me I'm gonna go with um Darth Maul's outfit yeah I just think like the all black it's mm-hmm. sleek it's chic I think I could rock it. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm going to wear Palpatine's robes that he wears in the Senate meeting. It's like that dark, dark blue kind of yeah. he's wearing during that. So comfy. Yeah, very comfy, very luxurious. I'd just be like, now they're going to choose to elect a new Senate, new chancellor, one much more powerful. <laughs> and like, no yeah. one needs to know if you're not wearing pants underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I'd also be able to walk like that elegant, like, 
his creepy Sith Lord outfits that he wears are like the baggy kind of like cloakish things. Yeah, the dark blue is great because it's kind of like it's of the era. Yeah, but he's still dark. Mm-hmm. It's know, still dark. So. I was like, I could probably pull that off too. Although I really think I'd be able to rock the security guard outfit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess because we... I liked his I like his jacket and shirt a lot. I guess we didn't really talk about Darth Maul that much, but is where does he rank amongst like Star Wars characters? Like, do you think does he stick I out mean, for you? He's or? one of my probably top villains yeah. like mm. i mean because palpatine obviously is like the main one but like he doesn't really do cool <laughs> shit he's also like already an old man he's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah he's kind of decrepit when you think of like the quintessential anti-jedi like it is darth maul yeah with his kicks and his flips and his double <laughs> lightsaber yeah, he's like an assassin kind yeah. of yeah mm-hmm a silent assassin. Silent assassin. He has one or two lines. Yeah, he's like, I will find them or something like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of Star Wars movies, the the villain is kind of like sometimes like it's like like Kylo Ren, for example. It's like gray characters, sort of. We don't really know. Like yeah. he was like a purely Darth Maul was like a purely. He's evil. That's a bad <laughs> evil. Yeah. yeah. Sith. They flesh him out more in like the Clone Wars show, which I, mm-hmm. I would have honestly like I uh, maybe I need to look into it a little bit more to find more compelling things, but I kind of wish he just died. Yeah. Same. Um, it's one of those things like, oh, he looks so cool, so we need to bring him back. I mean, he was cut in half. I saw the two <laughs> yeah. halves there's flopping down the well, little chute. Fi- there's no coming back from that. When they find him in the Clone Wars. He's like a deranged spider droid it's man. So like gross. It's so weird. Um, but, uh, yeah, just his look is so iconic mm-hmm. with, this, with the music. But uh, I think... I mean, he, he basically loses because... Well, uh, when we were watching it and Qui-Gon dies, like, Lily was... Uh, like oh like I thought Qui Gon's supposed to be like a Jedi Master and everything and I was just like yeah I guess because like they don't really duel that much anymore they don't have like lightsaber on lightsaber practice I feel like anymore. he specked all into like Jedi mind trick like that was his thing <laughs> right. like, he just specked purely yeah. into like his charisma build and he's not yeah. like a duelist especially if you look at like if they say there's only ever two Sith and they obviously yeah. have never like fought Palpatine one on one so it's like when's the last time any of them fought a Sith in they, battle. Yeah, they right? haven't, uh, like, maybe Yoda, because they, they said they haven't seen a Sith in, like, hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah, so Yoda's so. probably done it, but... So they probably just spar, like, in Plus, Jedi like, training, but they're mm-hmm. not, like, going for blood. Yeah, I don't know if this is canon anymore. Like, usually the Jedi with green lightsabers are more, like, mind over matter, mm-hmm. and, like, the ones with blue lightsabers, like, Obi-Wan, are, like, a lot b- more better they're in, like, nice. lightsaber combat mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's just like become a video game thing now. <laughs> but um, I always like that. It was like when you attain a green lightsaber, you have more wisdom. Then you you don't need to fight. It's almost you are like more of a passive. Like fighting's almost beneath you now. Where it's like I can solve this in better ways. I don't yeah. need to even whip this out. Jedi detective. Jedi detective. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like like when Luke pulls out the green lightsaber, it's like I absolutely have to use this. Or when Yoda, he's like absolutely, I absolutely have to use this to fight Count Dooku. Where it's like you at some point transcend combat. I feel like. Yeah, but then Yoda keeps pulling more and more excuses. Yeah, and then he just he, <laughs> he's he's corrupt. They're in literal like super war though at that yeah. point. Um, the uh, oh Darth Maul getting killed. Um, there's this great behind the scenes documentary for Phantom Menace with mm-hmm. George Lucas where he like there's that's where the iconic like line from him where he's like I may have gone a little too far in some places. <laughs> uh, where he's just like not everything comes together in this movie, but um. I think he also describes poetic cinema in that movie. Nice. In that documentary, he's like, it's like poetic cinema. It rhymes. Like, this is very much like a new hope in certain ways. Mm-hmm. I forget which movie. But um, Obi-Wan killing Darth Maul is poetic cinema because he, Darth Maul has the high ground, but mm-hmm. he's so cocky that he still gets killed. Like, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. jumps over him. Yeah. 
to get extremely semantic, but Je- Obi Wan jumps over him. Quite got, or Darth Maul just kind of like looks over mm-hmm. and then just gets cut in half. And then Anakin tries that same trick on Obi Wan, probably fr- probably from stories where Obi Wan's told him about Darth Maul in that fight. But then also probably Obi Wan's like uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe he's like, don't, I have the high ground. Yeah, don't don't try. do it. I shouldn't have t- tried it, but it, Darth Maul was so cocky. Mm-hmm. So don't do it, Anakin. And then he does it. So yeah. I just like the visual parallels. Like it's good. he does do that stuff. Mm-hmm. George Lucas does do that stuff. So anyways, it makes him seem like fables. <laughs> and I like that. Alyssa's looking at me in a way that I don't know. <laughs> mixed emotion. I've never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like quizzical. And also like, I please nothing, stop no. and move on. <laughs> No, I literally had no more notes, nothing else really to add. Other, the only other thing on my notes was "excuse me." So I, <laughs> I've got, I, I'm done here. <laughs> Big goober fish. For me, Darth Maul's pretty low on my list of Star Wars villains. I will say that. Oh, I um, never really gelled with him that much, well, unfortunately. Lily's I'm gonna. Sorry that you're now. wrong. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say I was right? No, that's okay. I don't. I like. I like other ones better. Yeah, we'll get into it in later episodes. And maybe because uh, I, I know his history afterwards, where I'm like, he's not like even 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 if he was, I, there was only this, I'd still be like, eh. he yeah. only has like one line in this. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, like he is just kind of like the dog of Sidious in this, and I was kind of. I like, think like, I'm yeah. basing my love of him really on like the makeup look. Yeah, and he's he's an iconic look. I'm not denying that yeah. at all. Like the you show somebody a picture, I'm like, oh, that's Darth Maul. He's the Earth pe- Earth people. He's the first person you see with Sith eyes too. Yeah, with the yellow mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, the uh, the giant battle in Avengers: Infinity War is just the battle from this against the Gungans. Pretty much, it's yeah. Same thing. I remember uh, when Jar Jar Binks called the hammer to him, and he had Captain America's <laughs> shield. It was pretty cool. He asked for the um, I forget what they call the the water balls. Something silly. Uh, it's like Boonga Gang or something yeah. like big that. Boom bo- big Boomba, Big Boomba, Big Boofa or something. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was something like you that. You got the Boomba. <laughs> I can't believe. Is I, it the Boomba? I can't believe I don't remember it, what it's called. I'm so. I think it's really Boomba. Like, mad at like myself. kind of a. I think it's Boomba. Like, like bomb. Yeah. Like they're. You still yeah. got the Boomba? Because then he does the Buster Keaton thing where he opens the back of it. Yeah. Um, they all g- spill out. And they're like, Georgia, you're a tactical genius. He's like, oh, I think so it is no. a Boomba. Yeah. You so. still gotten well. the Boomba? <laughs> no, Misa no have it a Boomba. He still lost the Boomba. And then he tosses it. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. It's how, good. how many Gungans are there on Google? The answer is two. Oh, no. no. <laughs> we um, Adam and Eve to the Gungans. Okay, well, we need, we need to, I guess we should wrap it up. Well, where are we at? Two hours? Uh, yeah. But there's okay. some periods in between of me trying to shut Niles up. So. Yeah, okay. So we're probably, we're probably like an hour and 40. You Sith lightning to him. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, I th- I feel pretty good leaving it at this. I I know you could talk more. I'm about sure this. later on tonight I'll text text Connery at least be like, oh, I should have talked about this. <laughs> and I'll be like, you can talk about on time. <laughs> Who's on Attack of the Clones? Is it just me and you? Oh, uh, I have a guest. Oh, in, good. In, in the roster. Exciting. Um, yeah, because Nick Virgo is gonna do it, but he's gonna celebrate his uh, his delayed honeymoon. Mm-hmm, that's gonna the be Mediterranean. So, fun. so I hope he has a great trip to Greece. Yes, that'll be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, isn't that where Watto's from? <laughs> yes, Greece? Watto is from Greece. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from the musical Grease. Yeah. <laughs> he plays one of the high schoolers.
Alyssa Wise, thank you so much for joining us to talk about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Thank you for defending it, protecting it, and Mm -hmm. saving it for another generation. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my pleasure. Keep it, keep it, keep it public. Keep it safe. (laughs) Uh, Do you have anything to plug before we go? Um, Sure. If you want to see my cosplays, including all my upcoming Star Wars Celebration cosplays. And whatever I wear to the Obi-Wan premiere next month, yeah. um, you can follow me on Instagram, AlyssaHope underscore. Um, yeah, really excited for all the Star Wars content I'm going to have next month. Yeah, I think Very this exciting. will come out. This will come out in May. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So it'll be around that time, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because then, yeah. That'll May, be uh, Star too. Wars Celebration is yes. at the, the end of the month. And mm-hmm. I think probably the premiere for Kenobi will be like, or for Obi-Wan, it'll be somewhere around like mid-May. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Lily's. I'm bringing. To go to, right? I'm bringing Lily to that. Yeah, and she's gonna be sniper lady, right, or something. From yeah, Fennec Shan. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned, everybody. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Connor, what do you have to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, and you also enjoy the sound, the sound of tabletop games, <laughs> you also enjoy tabletop <laughs> games. Clink, clink. <laughs> we just kind of like you hear <laughs> figures moving around, and I go, "Oh, nice roll." Light breathing. <laughs> Jacob eating chips. <laughs> Jacob eating <laughs> chips. You have no idea how many times I've had to edit out the sound of him biting into a crudite carrot so many times. We love you, Jacob. I love him so much, but just the Oreo <laughs> crunch. What? <laughs> but anyway, if you enjoy all that, you'll probably enjoy Starship and Fall. It's an actual play role play game podcast for me and four other friends play the Starfinder game. You can find us on the Apple Podcast app or on the SoundCloud app. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Tiami Vice for any photo shoots I've been doing and putting up. Uh, at, by this point, this will have been up too. But um, uh, I took pictures of Alyssa at uh, LA Comic Con with uh, with uh, her friend Carla, also a cosplayer, and um, it was. It got around. I got don't know. It got rant. picked up yeah. by Screen Rant. Yeah, yeah they did screen. an article about how great the cosplay was. Yeah. Even though that's like my only store bought cosplay, but <laughs> oh. it's fine. It's Just fine. So you made it. Yeah, yeah, you made it. The picture was great though that you took. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's of uh, uh, Power Girl and Harley, and Harley's like. We're recreating uh, the cover of, of one of the comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Harley's on like my back. on your back, like covering your eyes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, funny. I don't know. I'll link that screen ran article. Go look at that picture and be like, oh, I I listen to those people. They're that's cool. <laughs> They're artists. I guess Connery's there too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're an orator. I'm an orator, <laughs> as I said in Sonic. And a grunge artist. Yes. Um. <laughs> And follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, compliments. Uh, what's the Star Wars word that starts with C? Credits. Credits. <laughs> Galactic <laughs> credits will do fine. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mon Calamari. <laughs> um, whatever C. Just email us. Yeah, just email us. <laughs> Say, hey, I like Star Wars. But like, oh, cool. This person says they like Star Wars. We'll talk about it. Please give us five stars uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, Mom, you said the biggest problem in the universe is that no one helps each other. So please give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's everything. Thank wait, you, Nick Favorka. What? Huh? Wait. What? You promised the people your boss NASA impressions okay. at the end oh, of the God. episode. Okay, 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 okay. You were about okay. to be liars okay. for thank, the people that Thank you ahead. for reminding me. Thank you, Nick Reverka, for the music and Grayson Hansen for the uh, artwork. And until next time. <laughs> <laughs>
needs to like this. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.